that's it, man. It's like you don't learn that in school. You don't. I mean, it just. And you don't ever want to hear when you're younger. You don't want anyone to ever tell you like it just takes time. And you're like, yeah, totally. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, that's stupid advice. Like it's totally. easy advice. Yeah. You know. Um, so true. <laughs> Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of, say it with me, the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Your reliable, awesome, handsome host, Patrick Armstrong. Um, you know, my guest today is, uh, th this is like one of the best conversations I've had on the podcast in a while, to be honest with you. Uh, my guest is Israel Nash. Let's just throw that out there. Amazing dude. Um, we just got very deep, psychedelic, talking about the universe and just cool shit. You know, it's, it's why I love doing the podcast, you know, uh, for these types of conversations. So look, I love it when people aren't afraid to just dig into that stuff. Uh, right. And when you're dealing with a musician who's all about art and, you know, the meaning behind things and this and that, they're, they're all about, you know, they're willing to, to dive down deep for you or with you. Um, you know, and that's what we did. It was awesome. I could just see like the conversation started and both of us, I, you know, I, I know for sure he didn't think it was going to go that long. So it's a nice long episode, which we've had a few that have been longer and longer, right? Um, look, the conversations are just going that way. So um, it's a great episode. A lot of cool topics. You're really going to enjoy it. If you're a fan of his music, you'll absolutely enjoy um, the conversation I have with him. So he um he's got this cool like uh ranch out in uh, the hill country that he invited me out to actually at the end of the podcast um yeah man just hang out drinking talking you know gosh what a cool guy yeah again awesome dude really enjoyed the conversation y'all will too so israel nash all right before we get to that as always a word from our sponsor, Texas Real Food. So here's a quick word from them, and then we'll be right back. Hi, I wanted to talk to you about other things that are on the Texas Real Food site that are just as amazing as putting in your zip code, finding the best place around you that's serving, you know, all natural, fresh, organic ingredients, all right? There's resources on there reviews, blogs, articles, and most importantly, Texas Real Food recipes. So you can find things on there that really aren't on any other site. I promise you that. And stuff that's pretty standard, but we give it a twist, right? That's the chef way. Something familiar with a twist. So we've got, for instance, cinnamon spiced hot cross buns. You can also find a great Texas strawberry cheesecake recipe. Just amazing stuff. So please check it out at texasrealfood.com. All right, back to the show. All right, Texas Real Food, of course. Check them out, .com, texasrealfood.com. Um, our social media, you know I'm going to bring it up, right? Instagram, the Lone Star Plate, TX, or just the Lone Star Plate, or just search for the Lone Star Plate and follow us, okay? Uh, Instagram's going good, it's growing. Um, 
really happy with it. We pull a lot of cool stuff on there, clips, quotes, you know, previews of, of episodes that are coming out and stuff. So, you know, our stories, things like that. Um, people tag us or share us, you know, that sort of thing. We put it all there. So please, yeah, follow us on there. That's the one we're, you know, we, we push the most um, is our Instagram and our Facebook too. We, we do a lot on Facebook. Um, and of course, our YouTube, right? The Lone Star Plate. Please hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you can be notified of all of our new uh, content that comes out weekly, guys. We, we're constantly putting uh, content out weekly. And look, I know you're not going to watch every episode, or maybe not even the full episode, but definitely check out the clips. That's what YouTube's good for. You can check out different clips of the show. So if you're like, don't want to watch the whole thing, right? Watch a few clips. Um, so anyway, <laughs> and of course, for everything else, check out our website, thelonestarplate.com. All right, um, let's get to this, guys. What do you think? Let, let's get to this episode. Oh, real quick, this Tumblr. We're going to start selling these soon, so stay tuned um, for that. Yes, this cool Tumblr. I'll be showing it better. Um, if you're listening, you won't see it, but if you're watching, this is it, right? Look at that beautiful face. You're going to get to see me like crazy. I'm all over this thing. So that's probably the reason you're going to want it because I'm on it. Um, yeah. And it's great. It's me drinking out of it. Okay. Um, what else? No, no, no. That's it. Um, I think that's it guys. You know, let's just get to this episode, right? Let's get, let's just get to this. All right. Israel Nash. Awesome episode. Enjoy. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how are we doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Great. Sorry about that. I didn't uh, have a link in my calendar. I was just kind of waiting here and chilling out in the hill country, as, <laughs> as I do often, just waiting around. I had like a, I talked to Berlin, a German radio station this morning, and oh, wow. they've got like everything dialed in or they make their own like platform that records everything, you know, like to german kind of specificity and technology and sure. it didn't work <laughs> it didn't work it did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the dj is like damn it's not working damn, um, damn. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny um, that's been a riot. israel do you have a camera do you have a video by any chance yeah i do i'm just wondering if um try this out my my speakerphone was kind of messing up yesterday let's see i'll tell you we've done it all dude trust me <laughs> i've done it all on the podcast oh this is great okay can great. you uh hear me yeah oh yeah hey perfectly man you know these iphones and ipads and all that honestly they give great video and great sound yeah they do i mean it's like i've got this studio set up i'm gonna go to the control room here sure um because like you're your room raider is like kicking my ass. I my gotta what? step up my room raider game here now. Oh, <laughs> well. To be fair, I do. <laughs> this is my job, you know. I know, but it's like a year in. You know, it's like. Well, that's true, right? What are you doing, Israel? Come on, get with it here. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. It's like I've been. It's like I spent like a year trying to figure out how to get everything to go through like, you know, $30,000 worth of gear. Oh, and dude. And still it's like controlled on the other end by someone else. Yeah. And then you hear it back and you're like, oh, that didn't sound like what it sounded like in my headphones. Um. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, I can imagine that's been uh, 
a headache for a lot of artists just trying to figure out that whole system and right get it the delays if you're trying to like mix with other people you know i've heard i've heard a lot of different stories from people yeah that's one of them and then just like you do more with with less it's like technology is awesome but yeah then you're kind of you know you're used to having a little bit of help you know um sure so then you're just like uploading at hill country speeds of internet <laughs> and uh trying every test you know like turn off everything um yeah <laughs> it takes wi-fi it's it's been like just you know it was it was a nice challenge and then it's just been kind of chill for the last few months and now things are kind of changing you know and you have any shows like lined up i mean you're gonna start playing get out there and start playing yeah um stuff is kind of slowly kind of formulating and really the first step was just getting people kind of back together and you know i i had my vaccine and had the okay. second dose and then like my band it was just kind of one after one you know happened to to get their vaccine so we had our first rehearsal last weekend in the studio it was the first time i had people in the studio wow and uh yeah it was just what was that it's, like it's hard to describe you know it, it it's like you i was excited the whole time but while what's happening it's just more of like this great unpause you know and just sure it was just so natural and just wonderful just to hear a kick drum and a bass guitar <laughs> and you know just rock totally. and roll. so um yeah. we just had a great time and it's first three hours is just like catching up with with it's life you know? yeah and, yeah um, so yeah. it's just been really nice like last two two weeks of just getting back into the swing of some things that are a lot a lot more familiar than things have been for sure you know what what was it uh is it is that the longest period of time you've been like without rehearsing with your band like for a while? oh yeah since i was like 14 years old or something oh really know? oh shit yeah I damn mean, that's I mean, crazy. We lost, you know we live out in the country we've yeah. got some land out here you know that's kind of like my balance of life is to go out in the world go to the cities and then be here um yeah. so we're kind of used to kind of hybrid a little off the grid here you know and um already a little and, remote yeah so yeah. for us it was easy just to kind of close the gates like i couldn't do shows you know it was just easy for us and you know my family lives on the land and my wife's family lives on the land so we just had our our small bubble and it was just kind of easy to do life that way and not try to complicate too much and did homeschooling yeah and uh yeah you know so it was you know it was manageable i got the studio i think the biggest the biggest difficulty is just realizing how much art is part of the the social fabric and and you know it informs us for for movies just for for film for for music i think there's something about it people coming together and talking about it you know and yeah around the water cooler just all that all mm -hmm. that stuff you know like laura my wife and i saw a movie this weekend for the first time in a year oh, wow. in the theater what did y'all and you know it was that same feeling where just the movie like if i were to pay 20 bucks for that on instant you know yeah cinema watch and i've got a pretty cool like theater room set up and it's nice but it's not you know the movies um <laughs> and it's crazy you know where you're like oh i got this cool setup i've perfected yeah. all this stuff but it just doesn't you know scratch that itch and it's just like makes every 
it attaches experience, you know, and I think that's what we miss with even, even with like streaming records and stuff, there's something about it being in the world and, you know, being in the coffee shop and hearing a record or come on a song, come on, talking to a friend somewhere and just that interaction of social fabric. So yeah, I long for that. I think just uh, how that informs art and kind of excites us, you know? Uh, absolutely. I mean, of course, man. Absolutely. And it inspires us. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's where writing. And I think for a lot of songwriters, it's been, you know, the first four months, it's like, cool. I'm ready. You're, you're going to make five records, you know? Yeah. Oh, I got all this time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you just kind of run out of just creative inspiration. Um, and that is also forged with like having some people around showing them some new things, you know, I mean, that's nice. Like, my drummer's coming on coming out on Friday. That used to be a regular thing. And that would kind of give you some energy on Thursday to be like, finish out that thing you were working yeah, on. Yeah, totally. Just, keep yeah. Keep you accountable. Totally. Right? Just all those extent. little yeah. motivations and accountabilities that just like make you excited, make you do stuff, and it just evolves. So that's been really, really tough. Um Oh, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. You know, I heard another um I had Bob Schneider on last week. Yeah. And um, he was, I was talking to him about, you know, songwriting, same thing. I pretty much ask every artist what their journey has been with the pandemic and songwriting, because yeah, everyone has a story and his was interesting. He was like, you know, Bob comes from this like song club thing where he writes, like he writes so many songs. It's ridiculous. Like he's just part yeah. of this thing, constantly writing songs and whatever. And so he said when the pandemic hit, he, he was so stressed out and so anxious that it was the first time in I don't 30 years or something like that he didn't write a song for a few weeks you know like yeah. it was just so because he couldn't get relaxed it's like I can't if I'm not relaxed and then you know, I can't write a song you know what I mean so even though you have all this time you couldn't even use it which is so strange what a what a double-edged sword right what a it's so weird because yeah. it's like you know um I had the we've all had I think that similar experience you know I think that maybe if you were um a younger artist who is, you know, in search for fi finding a professional career that, I mean, if I were like 20 years old, that might've been like really, really great. Yeah. Um, but knowing that, you know, when I work on stuff, I intend for it to have to live in another place that also, you know, helps sustain my life and my family. So um, yeah, I just felt, I have felt the same way where I, there's just like lack of inspiration and, yeah. And it was the longest periods that I had gone without writing. I mean, I'm, I know writing, that's my kind of ground. Sure. Um, personally, spiritually work wise. And before the pandemic, I had, you know, I made, I had, was working on Topaz and I finished, I was finishing up the second album. So I was like on this really big kick to just like make as much as I could. So in that there was also kind of, I was, I allowed myself to like, you know, to treat myself okay, to be like, okay, you're not writing right now, but given the circumstances, it's hard to find something. And you've got all this music here, you know, you've got sure. two albums that haven't even been released. So it's okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I had to do that a lot. Just be okay. And, and, and I found myself more connected to doing other kind of music projects where I started like recording a cover album. Um, working on the sweetheart of the rodeo that birds record oh wow and um started making like ambient 
music record just to kind of keep the chops up and yeah keep listening and hearing but taking that burden off of like here's this new song and sure um so that made it that made it nice and now already with like the band just that energy it's like the songwriting faucet has started to turn back on i've written three songs in the past three weeks oh that's um, where it was just slow like (laughs) i wrote a song after george floyd oh wow stuff that really was impactful you know and especially i think we've all sought times during this pandemic to like also just feel connected to others in in our country and and sadly that was a connecting connection but you know hopefully one that continues to transpire stuff but um you know i find myself doing stuff that i hadn't done in years like you know watching saturday Night live um <laughs> when baseball came back on it was like you know i haven't had a connection to sports since like junior high or something but i'm like yeah. all into march madness i just like I found like pleasure in these sort of like unifying activities that sure. that it, we don't have access to as, as frequently so yeah, life is just changing radically, though, for us, and I think for a lot of artists, because re- regardless of what touring really looks like in the future, just the freedom to to more regularly hang safely and make music is a big one. So I think we're going to see a lot of, like, record making in the next, you know, six, eight months. And that's oh, yeah. what I'm talking to friends, just multiple projects and collaborations and everybody's like we're free right like let's do something everybody wants. uh, yeah i get it i mean i get it yeah studios have not been used to their fullest exactly capacity you know and people vice versa fans are ready to buy stuff get more music right go out and and see concert like you know what i mean like people are ready to like it's going to be sort of like this boom in in some way i think uh because right i mean yeah i agree you know people want want that and they want to celebrate and and i've kind of noticed that you know despite you know feelings of of our handling of the pandemic in this in the in the states you know i've i've had i have so many fans in europe and my i have a label in europe so i've always been really connected there yeah and i've done all these um these private zoom shows and i've had a lot of european fans where you know it'll be like a they'll get five tickets and and you know they'll just be at their homes and i guess the reality is that yeah everyone is doing stuff differently there's you know different rates there's all kinds of different things all over the world but generally people are have a greatly reduced life you know i'm talking to people that in sweden that had haven't been out you know and haven't seen their grant their parents and in a year you know there's just that similar vibe all over i mean they are europeans want music everyone wants this next chapter and you know we're closer to being there without a doubt because there was i mean that first four months patrick it was like you just everyone was just moving everything like yeah exactly a month you know laying it i got to a point where i just told the team i was just like uh like why, why are we emailing the band every month and like <laughs> yeah. are, this is just a lot of energy can we put this energy to something else maybe something and, else yeah and we just kind of chilled out so you know there's like private stuff coming up you know there's like a lot more regional ideas of shows i think throughout that's what people are kind of feeling like the texas run or 
Yes. Go to California and do the Southern Cal run. Um, same thing in Europe they're talking about where it'd be like fly into Sweden and do it in a not messing with borders kind of just stuff. all Sweden um, or, or wherever you went. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Go to go to an area, go to the UK, play the UK for two weeks and sure. dig in to the to the tertiary markets. And, you know, yeah, I mean, look, they're like you said, they're they're ready to get out and do things. Their stuff has been way more strict than ours, at least Texas. You know, I've been in Texas the whole time. Um, yeah. And you know, my wife's from Spain. She, you know, her family's over that, like, you know, and she's actually been over there for quite a while. Kind of got stuck there to be honest with you. Yeah. And they're way more strict on going out and what time you can go and, you know, those sorts of things. And, you know, like you said, man, everybody's, it's it's such a weird thing because everybody's going through the same thing. You know, I got family in Mexico. My mom's from Mexico. Talk to them in Mexico talk to people in Europe, right? We talk to people in America. You're like, damn, man, we're, this is crazy that we're all <laughs> yeah. essentially going through the same thing, right? It's such a, it's never happened before. It's yeah. never, never happened. It's so weird. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's that time too, that, you know, any, any friends you try to, you try to keep in touch with people, but the updates are, are slim, you know? Oh yeah. Um, for sure. And, and you realize how much life like we're talking about like where where you have an update where you're like oh you're going to come over friday you know yeah. um there's just all these little little points that just motivate especially the artists and the create kind of creative side you know oh i'm sure um, I'm and sure. yeah everyone's going through different versions but no one's living like it was 2019 and you know yeah absolutely and and never will i think right it's sort of one of those like 9-11 moments where there was pre-9-11 and post-9-11 life i mean that's just reality right like flying before 9-11 remember what yeah. that was like it's like you know is this whole different thing um you know and you eventually get used to it right that's just the way it is now and i think with covid it's probably how it will you know, moving forward, like I see people, this is what I mean. Like I say people wearing masks forever now, not all the time, but just like, let's say they have the flu or something. They'll be like, you know, what? I'm gonna wear a mask if I go on the bus today. It, when normally yeah. that was not the case here, that right. That was sort of an Asian thing you would see. Oh, the exactly. You'd see that all this. over international airports. Yeah. yeah. And they have been living with this and obviously it changed their culture. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that's all it takes. And it's so, I guess it's so simple. But I wonder how long it lasts, you know, like, does that last for like, that's a good point. Is it forever? I don't know. Um, yeah, who knows? That, you that know? is a good point. Because 100 years ago, I mean, I guess, you know, they had a pandemic and masks were worn and then life is pretty normal, I guess, yeah. in yeah. comparison or however it all works out. I mean, do they just like, I mean, I thought I was reading they have like, but where they're going to be even more on top of like, you know, vaccine you know, awareness because like they, they designed the whole vaccine for in like two two weeks or something early on in the pandemic. Yeah, like they mapped it all out of how it would work. Yeah, and you know the mRNA mRNA stuff is crazy. You know, I mean, it's revolutionary. So that's part of technology, medical technology, just all kinds of levels of global connection that does change. I guess the way you fight a pandemic, but it still can cripple the whole world for a year. Hundred percent. Yeah. you know um so but yeah i mean i honestly i'm happy to talk to you right now because 
what's cool is like when we when I started to re- release the record, it, it felt great because it was the most familiar thing I've done the whole year. Talking oh, to good. people about music. Yeah. yeah. That feels I'm used to that, you yeah. know, radio <laughs> and talking on podcasts and cool. It just felt so nice just to have conversations. Um, but now we're at a point and it's turned just so quickly since since we knew we were going to release the album to now that it's like spring vaccines are are flowing you know like third of the country i mean a lot of texans so many friends i mean i'm i'm sure you're in the same boat where you know i'll talk to a friend and they're like oh man i haven't had a vaccine i haven't got my shot yet and then three days later they're sending me a text where they've got their first shot you know it's like yeah it's just happening here and you know you're just feeling feeling the joy and just kind of changing some some behaviors um I mean, it's just amazing to me, springtime, summer's, you know, on the horizon. I don't know, sure. just change feels here, feels good and to have a record in that part. And yeah, it's just a nice transition. But it, I feel like I've come out of it almost like everything I've done this far, thus far, like had a whole band here, you know, and I feel like I'm more chill. Like I used to be more like, oh, okay, we got to have to. Have, have have the new bed linens because people are here just a little more like <laughs> concerned about organization a bit you know yeah. not where i'm like throwing caution to the wind but just kind of like another level of another priorities. chapter of chill right just priorities that's all that's changed for you a little bit right that's uh yeah that's like, that's, that's smart fun. yeah absolutely of course no i get it well once you've been through a pandemic it's like it should hopefully it puts things in perspective for you Right. Like, I mean, you know, we've been through a global pandemic. There's no, no one on the planet that you can't talk to that hasn't gone through this. You yep. know? So, you know, hopefully, yeah, you, you've sort of reprioritized things in your life of, you know, what's important, what's not, what do I need to work on? What, you know, what can I let, you know, go because it's not important, you know, those sort of things. Hopefully those are the benefits and the silver linings uh that, that come out of this and and like you said the technology aspect i i think that's one of the biggest things um this new vaccine the mrna like you said um it's revolutionary you know and they're, yeah. they're, they're talking about a vaccine for brain cancer now literally because of this um covid vaccine now they're talking about making a vaccine for brain cancer i was like i didn't i didn't know you could vaccine against cancer yeah i didn't know that yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, this is legitimate. In the next couple of years, they will have this. And like that's going to be the move forward. It's, you know, for diseases. It's like these these sort of mRNA way of doing it. Like this, it's crazy. Like this that may sounds have, great. Right, isn't I that mean, weird? It may have like upstarted this whole medical revolutionary way of combating, you know, these infectious diseases that we used to attack a different way. And now we've forcibly had to come up with a new way, right? And it's sort of the benefit that we got out of it, you know, it's-, it's Yeah, pretty- it was the uh, the catalyst, the, I mean, the inspiration, you know, it's like a, a yeah. if you will, kind of this, like, we have to have a solution. And I mean, we've they've been doing that kind of the mRNA stuff for 30 years or something. And now, yeah, yeah that's, that's interesting. I think we think so much about like phones and, and like, you know, computers and stuff and recording and video cameras, but man, I mean, stuff that saves lives and, and like that, that directly, that's amazing. I mean, um, I look forward to living in a future and I I try not to be too afraid of like 
technology because I just think that so much of life just like this pandemic like we talked about 100 years ago being a pandemic that history does allow us to like maybe give us some sort of peace you know um yeah that that these things that are we going on in our life are really like these data small grains of sand that aren't aren't incredibly unique in the in the grand picture of humanity you know we go through through these struggles technology wheel a wheel changes the the world you know and electricity and every step of the way like in music you know like people like 20 years ago could just say digital recording is a joke you can never do that um and now that's funny you know that's just you become absolute you know if, if you're absolute on stuff like that it's you don't give yourself much room and you know there was like when the rolling stones you know played some of their best sets and like early 60s stuff they didn't have monitors to hear their voice you just sang and it's like but when monitors came every singer was like yeah i want that yeah i want to hear my voice does that change music i mean i don't you know i think you just have to be tasteful and not of be course it changes. Yeah, I think of course it changes music, but music will always change. I mean, that's the point of music, right? It's it's always ever changing and moving around, and yeah, it's changed since the first person who played a note. <laughs> yeah, right on a whatever. I don't even what what is the first musical thing? You, you think it was like a flute or something, or somebody clicking two rocks together by a fire? I'm curious. Yeah. About, you know, I what mean, do you I think, think it was? Music is such like in our dna like it doesn't totally. matter the medium the means in which you make it it's part of yeah. us it's like yeah people singing around a fire yeah a melody the voice is the first yeah instrument, that's it you You're know right. the voice You're right that's and that's you it. know and You're it's right. i think that people have been singing and it's bringing it it has always brought people together because people do it together right? you know it's just like yeah you don't have to be too, too mystical or too hippie to go there it's just it's just that real where people that's what music does is people join in together and it becomes bigger than the song. Yeah. Bigger than an artist. It's just something that's shared. It's unifying. And yeah. And, you know, and I think that's what live music does too, for like, especially for fans that are really into to records and stuff that going to the show is that next level and bringing the whole thing to life or something. And, um, being with other people that have had that same experience with that record or these records. And then, you know, you think about it, I have a job where I go in every night to people that are generally very happy. Yeah. You know, that's the stuff that's contagious and um, brings you joy. You know, um, I'm always hesitant now. And I say the words like contagious or uh, that's sick. <laughs> um, like, this doesn't have the same ring, Patrick. That's um, funny. That's funny. <laughs> um, but but yeah i think that you know that's music just part of us like in our bones kind of stuff you know it really is it's natural i mean it's think about this like let's say all humanity just for for you know not not to sound dark but let's just say all humanity ceased to exist and and there was a small group of people that that you know survived right like a movie or something and then they built civilization back music would come back Music would be something, right? Because it's natural, like the sounds, right? That's the beauty of music. And they probably play music on other planets. I mean, not to get too crazy here, but like, right? There's probably, it's a natural thing. I mean, the sounds just, are yeah. natural, right? So like, 
I think I find that fascinating. It's I think music is like math. It's one of those things where and science it's it, that's why I, I think music is right. Like they say, um, you know, like I said, if, if, if everything just ceased to exist, they burned all the science books in a, in a thousand years, those same science books would come back because it's science. You, you, you're going to rediscover the same. Yeah, you can't, of, right? you can't get rid of it. So same it's thing not with made music. up. Yeah, that's it, the same it, thing it, with music. You can never destroy it. Right. Like it's this natural thing. And these sounds literally flow through space like, dude, that's crazy to me. Like. Right. And then us as humans, yourself, you know, primarily, I don't do anything with music, but you take this something that's so natural and beautiful, and then you sort of form it and make this beautiful artist, right? That's so cool, man. That's like, I mean, God, not to sound so hippie-ish, but like that is, that's it, you know? I, I find dude, that fascinating. Dude, I, I appreciate that. It's like, I, um, Ram Das said that, you know, the act of creation is bringing form to the formless. Oh, I like that. And, I like and, that a lot. And that always uh, carries with me because it can be applied yeah. to anything we do as, as, sure. as humans and creators, whether yeah. it's making food, whether it's, you know, yeah. painting, whether it's building something, sure. planting a garden from the ground up, you know, 100%. bringing form into this formless thing. Um, and, you know, music is just like so natural. I mean, there is, like you said, there's like mathematics behind it, like perfect chords. I mean, these these notes and tones have mathematical steps between them yeah. and frequencies. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the church, like Roman Catholic Church early on knew some of this. I mean, they, they constructed halls that were mathematically correct even amplify the music you know so yeah wow there is something wow. just completely organic about mm -hmm. it um rhythms of the natural rhythms of, yeah. of nature you know and, um so yeah it that is all just like it's kind of mind-blowing right it's, it kind of like blows your mind in a way you know it it does you know that these melodies i mean these melodies have existed forever you know is it, you know, what, what do you think about this? Like, you know, you pick up a guitar or a piano, right? I mean, there's there are a finite amount of notes, right? But the music you can make with it is infinite. Yeah, that's that's kind of <laughs> weird, right? Like, again, absolutely fascinating. But then you wonder why do songwriters still keep using GCD? You know, you're right. like, well, I don't know, you know, because it sounds good. You know, it I does. guess, I guess that's the reason, you know, I you don't find know. new things though, you know, and it's like, I think as someone who's been doing it for a while, it's like, I used to be able to find that just within a guitar or something, you know, and, yeah. and it's now I can still find it like that. But as I get older too, it's about having more tools, you know, um, sure. to, yeah. to get, to be able to tease those moments out, you know, yeah. so yeah. Like having the studio, I just have like instruments set up. You know, I have my, I have the piano, I have synthesizers, like generally I like to have microphones on things, on drums and I'll write songs behind a drum kit, you know, when I'm working oh, really? on a song. I'll, I'll switch between instruments, you know? Oh, I like that. Um, That's interesting. Because when you play guitar, like you play a rhythm, you know? Yeah. And when you do drums and I'm not a, a great drummer at all, and but like you're, 
your foot will your kick drum will start kind of finding that same those same rhythms just in a natural way that that's the stuff that i can't explain um those moments when like rhythm and song come together it's like you know lyrics and stuff like you know that's like writing some stuff out and editing some things and working on it but like when those chords come together because the infinite possibilities come in like when you're playing that g d c that you know you can play on the upbeat you know on the and on the down you can yeah. you know all these other crazy rhythms can make everything feel different if you just hear change that g to a g major seventh all of a sudden there's a new land that just opened up and it's yeah. just like wow and the same three chords could just sound so different i mean i could sit here and play you know like the synthesizer patch it would just be like this patty kind of spacey patch and then be like oh wait i'm just playing g and c yeah. but if i would have played that on the acoustic guitar it might have felt stale you know yeah, yeah. wow that is um, that is fascinating so i wow. think that's you know sometimes a lot of times i might just have a melody in my head and then if the and if the melody dictates that it's just g and c then i'm okay that's fine but yeah so they're just a bunch of different ways that songs can come and sometimes it's just like thrown on like building a cool like sample beats and stuff yeah because it's still cool just to play guitar to someone playing a beat you know yeah absolutely and just see what happens what's your favorite instrument to sit down and write a song is it a guitar or just an acoustic yeah Yeah. it really is ultimately you know i mean the piano is a very close uh close second you know like yeah it's just because you got rhythm there Sure. You've got easy access to melody. Yeah. Easy note identification. Yeah, um, that's true. I don't know. There's little things that so many songs lately I've been writing on on piano. Just you can also just play weird chords that you might just not cover on the guitar, you know? Yeah. And that just opens up. That's another place that, oh, I don't even know what exactly. chord that, that I'm playing on some of this stuff, but it's I can't play that exactly on the guitar yeah and i'm again that would have been a place that i might not have gone down if i would have just picked up a guitar you know how crazy is that what if Keep we would have, what if we would have never found music as humanity is that kind of impossible do you think that's what we're saying it's just in us it's like it's, like it's in us right sciences like, yeah. or you know understanding that we like to jump in the water when it's hot you know um, well, good point so so with that said does that make you think I don't know how you feel about, you know, life on other planets, but, you know, yeah. I mean, my, my opinion, it's obvious and, and there are, you know, it's too many, right. The odds, whatever. So yeah. So with that said, they're playing music on other planets, right? Isn't that crazy? And like, what are they playing? Does it sound like what we're doing or something similar or, you know, or, or what? I don't know, man. It's just like this crazy. That's I do. I think about these things, you know, in a weird way. I do. I think about that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I assume it just has to be so different because obviously like their science has to be so vastly different than our science because their physical world is so different. But there's probably worlds that the science is equal to ours. So, you know what I mean? Like there's probably worlds, like you're saying, completely different than ours. And then, but at the same time, the odds are there's also planets just like ours, you know, and yeah, what would come out of it, right? Like they're, yeah, just, you know, would this would the notes change 
across the universe into different, uh, like you're saying, different physics, right? Different mathematical equations or whatever that the, the world, the physics is different, right? So maybe the octaves or the sounds are different. And that would be, how crazy would that be to come upon some new musical, you know, right? you know, oh man, this is like, yeah, because I mean, if you think about like Eastern, you know, kind of music, that's those scales are vastly different than sure. Western yeah. scales. I mean, that's, yeah. I bet, I bet those are the differences we would see. Not like, yeah. Oh, they're, they make beautiful. I mean, like the, like the 1950s sci-fi would be like, you know, they just make, music by like you know throwing rocks down a canyon and <laughs> like it would be silly but i think it'd be yeah. more like oh they use these scales that we've never done or yeah maybe different instruments i bet it would be like you know obviously culture informs so much of music and you think about like um you know the oppression of of black americans and slavery and how music how much of western and american music has been shaped Sure. by black america and like you know what oh, would yeah how would these things be different in a place where things happen different differently historically would it like exactly would the coolest music in this you know far off similar earth planet you know be like something we would consider very dated like maybe it's like big band is all the rage you know yeah. like <laughs> yeah you know totally or it's like uh what what's a uh, star wars right where they go to the 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 whatever that famous scene where they walk in that bar and everybody's yeah. playing the you know that's kind of how i picture it too i i just picture different instruments like kind of like what you're saying you know they just yeah. found a different way based on their environment yeah to to sort of you know capture those notes and present it to their people or whatever uh in some way so yeah i feel like we would find some just some crazy ass instruments and vice versa they'd probably look at ours and be like oh wow what is this thing you know but do you uh, think there's some instruments that would just be universal yes i do i do like I think drums like a dr exactly percussion you know exactly yeah percussion and vocals i think vocals you know i think vocals is an instrument you know you mentioned that earlier you know, I, I, I granted, I get, I get, I get that it's not something you build and you put together and you whatever, but it is an inch. I mean, you do produce notes from it. It's your, it's your personal instrument, musical instrument. So I think vocals, percussion, and yeah, I don't know past that, maybe wind instruments, you some know? sort of wind instruments, yeah, stringed instrument for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. A rhythm stringed instrument, you know, anything yeah. that you can, that you yeah. move with your hand that also gives rhythm and pitched, you yeah. know, Totally. So I think a piano of some sort and really like, again, when we're talking about, if you think about the music of the world, like think about all the different weird instruments, you know, from like, Oh, this is a didgeridoo, you know, like exactly those all could look like a foreign thing. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that for sure music, music, film, I mean, just arts, things that humans create to kind of, express themselves and other join others join in that's every that has to be everywhere in sort in any kind of higher level thinking I think so society i think yeah i agree yeah and any exactly in any higher level thing right you reach this point of you know when does art be can, when can art become a part of your life when when you're not fucking looking over your shoulder for tigers i think right like yeah. you have the luxury 
exactly of, of of doing it because i think art initially was a way to preserve culture so i don't think they looked at art as we think of art but we call it art you know cave art and this that but to them it wasn't yeah. art to them it was i need to tell a story right like it's uh, it was almost like a part of life like necessary it, that's how i feel right like just You're right like water and food like they needed to pass on these stories to help the next generation or whatever learning and pass on that You're sort exactly of exactly right i mean you know, to the thing. point um an album a music album is called a record yeah a record of time a record of time uh, that's what we think about it so what a rec the record what is the official record you know yeah i find that to be interesting you know like i never thought right. about There's that sort actually. of this a record of time i never thought about that oh, you know it, it it holds this kind of capturing of our story yeah yeah man and it's you know i mean now we think of it as what it's a, a, a extracurricular activity or a hobby yeah. or whatever right but like it was a way of life it's like i had this i had this famous um a poet on one time which was a great one of the best podcasts i ever did because i didn't know anything about poetry and i got to dive yeah in. it was amazing and i learned about poetry poetry was the very first way that we told stories so it, it, it was the very first way humanity started to pass along information was through poetry mm -hmm. and eventually music, right? Like that, that, I think poetry and music and singing, right? That, that they have such a strong connection too. You know? And yeah. And then like that deep, you know, the deep, like kind of American, you know, like the Carter kind of folk catalog, you know, where it's like people getting music from the world, from like, from the world or, you know, from like, set from ireland from england all yeah. settlers and finding these similar melodies with different lyrics and yep. you know and that that was obviously before like radio and sort of a mass production and a commercial you know um avenue to to release music um but it, there was a reason that business was created yeah because people were playing it all over and enjoyed it in their lives yeah and it was on the they had radios at some point you know and they had, I mean, it was, people were still getting, yeah, it's, um, it's just such a historical thing. And so maybe in the other planets, like maybe in the seventies, Spotify was really big, Yeah. but it turned out it wasn't a good idea. So, you know, we're back to like the big labels and big budgets and everyone gets signed Yeah. for like five album deals, you totally. know, tons of money. So maybe we're, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to... <laughs> zenith it's awesome yeah zenith <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and you know it, it that is so interesting I, I find it interesting like that music was so um connected when they didn't know the connection existed meaning like the same way like we find that ancient civilizations were building pyramids and they had no connection with each other yeah. right but they were still building the same sort of things and and yeah Right. Isn't that weird? Like you have no connection, but it's just sort of makes you think like life takes you down these natural paths that you're inevitably right. Like if you're eating food, you're inevitably going to look for something to put that food in. Right. So a bowl or a plate. Right. Yeah. So you think, well, any civilization is going to come up with that. Right. So yeah. same thing with music. Right. Same thing with what they 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 started to, you know, 
come up with these ways of expressing themselves right and then you see the connections right like between these civilizations of their music and how they it's fascinating how you basically come to the same answer in some weird way i I just that's fascinating yeah people are people yeah all over people exactly there's just this deep humanity i don't know it's just yeah we're gonna make structures to stay out of the rain we're gonna exactly you know find ways to eat we're gonna improve that way of eating so we don't have to go hunt for it every minute of the day you know i mean (laughs) we're gonna settle down you know and oh we're settling down a little bit i'm gonna start writing something i have a little more time exactly and and you're right art is does come from that and i think that you can see that i think some artists thought about that during the pandemic that um you know that that me performing is not an essential element of of life you know um i mean we could argue about oh music's essential i mean i i don't want to get into that you know level of semantics but just like (laughs) just meaning like uh, i know what you mean yeah you know um that it is it isn't i mean also from a generation you know and from the last like i guess 40 50 years or how i guess commercial music and like rock and roll and stuff since the 50s you know, it took some generations for even like people like my folks to be like, to present an opportunity where that could, a place that could be an opportunity even, you know? Yeah. And my parents weren't just like, sure, don't do anything, you know, just go play music, who cares? <laughs> They're pretty big about going to college. And sure. so I went to school and still played in bands, but I mean, they really made that as like, yeah, people do that. You can do that. You know, and I, I it's really great. Now they live at the bottom of my hill, you know, and um and are just such a part of like my life and my family and this land is such a part of like that's awesome. identity to me you know it's where i make all the records it's where i write all my songs you know i don't write out there in the, in the road and stuff it's it's all here so that's awesome um it's been a i guess that's something i am proud of is just during the this chapter is to have this place and to have that as an anchor um not just like the family but again like the land is a character sure. in my life and and the other thing about kind of the lack of essentiality of doing it um i think other artists and myself included you kind of have just kind of weird issues with your identity when you don't have that extension you know i'm 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 not the most like like electric guy trying to turn everyone on and talk up the room or anything but you know it's like a part of my life is to go play music and through that of being a vehicle to human beings and to meet people and yeah and then you make you you meet someone you you kick you hit it off and then flash forward you know five years and you've got a good pal and you're doing stuff with them and making things and maybe making art and making money and all these you know music is is a vehicle for that just to be to get out and just to meet folks and make the world smaller and and that's been a blessing and i've seen it it's not it's not just about music patrick you know it's like there's something that's deep in there but it's about sharing it you know and other people connecting to it and going out into the world and seeing that unity and i don't mean to go like too but it's like the inspiration it's where more records because of that that i can make more records and 100 percent be yeah. a grown man that gets to like hang out 
in a studio that's you know got toys in it and i've got like <laughs> i got a papa shot for christmas what is that the uh, basketball game oh i never heard of that i don't you know like papa you shot. Know, like you play in the arcade okay like oh boots. yeah yeah oh shit yes yeah. i love those um and like the studio is like a big open space so i i'm just like <laughs> So it's, since it's been March Madness, man, I'm just like bombing threes <laughs> from way back. Just like, I'll have my wife come down here and I'm like, I'm trying to like, okay, I, I want to get a 50% field, you know, three point field goal percentage. So I'm just like, and I'm telling her like the mechanics that most three point shooters not like a nice firm pass to step into. Um, <laughs> and I mean, we've done some fun things out here, man. Like I got... I, I did this like live stream some time ago and they sent me like like 10 cases of fizzy water like strawberry fizzy water okay and I just don't really care much for fizzy water um but I I shook it all up shook up all these cans up and I would just like set them all over the ranch and we would just like ride around and with a bb gun and you just shoot those things, they'll just jump, you know, five feet in the air. <laughs> you know, that's the good stuff living in the country. And I think yeah. that's why it was easier for us to kind of shut down too, is that we have space, you know. I mean, sure. I got pals in the cities and I I I understand that life was different. They were ready to maybe live in a different way than I was because they're in a one bedroom apartment. Um yeah. We have a, a big, you know, 15 acres. I got the studio. I can come down here. The girls are thinking I'm, you know, being too annoying or um, <laughs> it's easy just to come down here, do my thing, crank up sure. some music yeah, and live some yeah. life. So we've had that ease. Um, but I keep on telling my wife that it's like that. Uh, there's like this English proverb that, um, you know, like the ship is safe in the harbor, but a ship is meant for the sea, something, something like that. Oh, I and that's what that. I feel like a lot of the musicians are, and a lot of my friends, like a lot of side guys that aren't, don't have catalogs and songs and selling albums. A lot of guys, you know, just side side guys and playing music uh, that are play with other guys. I, I was kind of like, didn't know how my guys and some other people would be, and thankfully, a lot of those guys have 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 been okay. Yeah, and I think. And talking to a lot of those, a lot of folks, we've kind of all said that maybe some of the worry that we've had about what what bad would look like, it wasn't so bad. You know, maybe we could go sure. back into this new chapter realizing that, that, hey, we got through this. So many musicians and so many venues and and I, and despite loss, so many people I know have been okay and thought that they were going to be out in the streets, you know, or something. Oh yeah. You know. And, absolutely and so i think at least for musicians i hope that we can you know just be be more confident that it's going to be okay because i think sometimes especially in this industry it's just it's tough you know um and absolutely. maybe some of that confidence the renewed energy with like seeing how much you are connected to it and love to do it you know maybe it, it does get to be a job to some folks and maybe it has its ups and downs but man there's just nothing like it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, you know, um, without that, without having people and oh, yeah. playing it. I, I made too many things by myself in here playing every track. And it was like, <laughs> this sucks, man. It took me all day to play this drum track. 
and it still sucks, you know? It's like, oh, I'm moving the kick drum around in the program. And it's that's funny. It's still you know, not working. And it's just like it's still, I had yeah. the guys in here, like I said, for rehearsal, and I had my bass player and my drummer lay down this like the second verse out of this song I had worked on for days trying to get the bass and drums and i just couldn't get it to groove right yeah yeah technically it was fine but it wouldn't groove they laid it down in three takes and my wife was in here and i was like this took me four days and it just took <laughs> took us 20 minutes like this i love this this is what i want yeah that's so what it you got miss. really frustrating to try to do stuff that i knew was going to take so long sure by myself and not really be what i wanted so yeah yeah man it's just that was a part of me. I was able just to kind of chill and be okay. But man, it is, it is, I can't get over how much it's just changing for, for us. I've got my, my um, studio engineers in here today for the first time he got here um, yesterday. That's already kind of helping like, cool. Uh, just like someone checking a signal that it's on, you know, like <laughs> it's totally. amazing, dude. So just the little thing. And yeah. just, you know, just happy about, about the way things are looking. No, man, I think um, all, you know, that's what fans of music can expect now moving forward is that a lot of artists are going to be grateful to be back on the road, be in front of people, start playing music again, you know, be around their their friends, their musicians again. You know, I I, I can't see anyone not being like grateful for that. You know what and I mean? And selling like, merchandise every night. Yeah, and selling merchandise. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Of course, man. Absolutely. Do you think what what part of anything you did during the pandemic you're going to keep doing even though you're going to get back to touring and you know all the regular things will will come back again is there anything that you did during the pandemic you're like you know what i i actually like that i'm going to keep doing that like yeah um i i did really enjoy these these private live streams um, oh okay yeah so you know it's like going. they were i mean I think that whole thing was a lot more popular in the first, you know, three or four months. Um, I don't think anyone generally goes and says like, oh man, my life has changed at this live stream event, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think it was, I think there's a place that it was used to fill a, a gap. Yeah. But now I think there is a place because, so yeah, I didn't really care for like all the bigger live streams, you know, or I didn't know how effective it was but but the private ones you know they're they're a little more expensive i mean they're pretty pricey i guess and um but they're like 45 minutes they get to pick songs but it just kind of like limits it to people that are are real are really really fans you know yeah, sure so there's a a shared thing there i mean i've i mean i have fans that have gone to every show that i've been on through their town for some years so wow so i mean you'll i'll recognize some people and be like yeah i saw you last summer like yeah. i remember very clearly because it was like some of the last shows tours big tours i did so yeah. um that's cool and, so i think that'll continue like versions of that and those have been easy because it's been by myself we're not trying to sell a bunch of tickets and hope that the global community comes in you just kind of it's something that kind of serves something that they're enjoying where it's like, you know, so like a wife will get it for her husband for their anniversary or something. Or, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And they'll have a few people and, and it's just like, I mean, it's a 45 minute thing, but I feel like I only get through like 
five songs because we're just talking sure going oh, back yeah. and forth and i bet and they want to talk to you time. more than listen to you sing songs in a way right because you know how often do people get to talk with their you know their idols or people they look yeah. up to you know what i mean yeah and my wife would say like every time you do one of these like you're done with it and it's like there's still like these weird like anxiety kind of nerves that you have like you <laughs> would before a show a little bit where you're just like yeah especially because you're by yourself and you're connecting things and you're like is this working uh <laughs> uh you know how much time do i have you know where yeah. it's, like that, it's a sit around and wait you know where it's like so but then when i'm doing it it's just like natural it's just an acoustic guitar and yeah it's that same feeling so i think that that'll continue i think that you know um i think i mean i think touring is going to look a little different for a for a minute you know i mean especially sure. with reduced capacity yeah i you know i mean yeah can't necessarily bring a full band you know like empire control room i mean yeah you know we're looking at some stuff there but you know that's that'll be like under 200 tickets or something like sure. what does that look like does that mean we have to raise ticket pre like how does all that work out you know does that mean that you want to keep just a, a normal normalish ticket price and just have a reduced ban and so like i think some agents are talking about expectations of fans just being like hey we just want to get out three piece sounds awesome you know that's a great point actually you bring up. I, I don't know if I've talked, I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast. Like how does that look for a fan? I, you know, cause I think most people are just like, well, it'll just go back to how it was, but you're right. It is going to look different, you know? So that's a good question. I don't know what, what feedback I think, look, I, you know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm a fan, but you know, I do go to concerts. I think most people just generally speaking are going to want the same prices. Now what they get for that price that's where I think you can mess with. But I think if you, if, if artists start raising the prices because there's less capacity and this, I don't know if fans would be down for that, no matter what they're getting. Like, right, yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter because that, you know, they only have so much finite money. So I think for them, as long as the price stays reasonable, you can, you can mess with on the stage, whatever you need to, to give them. Does that make sense? But the, I don't know. I mean, I'm just spitballing. Yeah, no, I, I, I think we're just trying to, figure that out stand it in real time yeah, like that's totally what, i mean i think the idea was kind of spawned on by our um european agent um because and, and he was you know he's been doing it for 30 40 years you know um he's just like i really feel like you know it's going to be bringing three-piece bands yeah kind of situations over here sure. because sure. it's just going to be too hard to get the budget that you're used to yeah and to pay all that yeah. i mean flights hotels salaries yeah and that's, re that's reality that you would maybe have you know 500 800 people in that it's going to be 25 percent, yeah or less yeah totally oh god you know so Absolutely. i don't know i mean they're they're also talking a lot of there and they're talking about it now here more about you know this vaccine pass thing you know is that yes it, yeah. it feels that sounds it feels weird like i mean i understand <laughs> it i but i it does all of it just feels like i don't know like is this it orwellian uh, i don't know like i can understand people being timid about stuff like that too like we've just never been through it right we've never had to like present prove present proof of something like that before so it's, it's yeah weird. i can understand some 
push back a little. Yeah, on it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I get it. But yeah. that might be the only way to be like, well, you know, if you want to go here, you have to. I mean, you got to show you it. Yeah. This show. Um, well, are, we business, are, we, um, are we just supposed to take people's word? I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know. No. <laughs> like, I don't no. think so. People I know lie. my wife was like, that. my wife, wife's first shot, she was like, I didn't see it go in my arm. She's like, I just have this fear that maybe they didn't put it in there, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> they did. Your arm hurts today. It's because they put it in there. Like, um, and she is, I mean, she's a scientist. She's an engineer. Oh gosh. But it's like, funny. that's how the level of that, the pit. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> did it go in? Yeah. Did you put it? Can you do it again? Let me just, does it work? Yeah. It I work? Don't, like, how did you fare through the freeze? Oh man, that was intense. Uh, for sure. Um, I, I had power luckily. And so I had, I, I actually had people come stay, uh, with me, you know, so I put up some people and yeah, it was intense. I mean, just like for everybody, it was, um, right didn't know what what did i guess the hardest part was you know not knowing how long and what was happening right that that was the that was the struggle there in the beginning for so many days and you know yeah. because i feel like to me that that freeze the end of it really opened up this chapter that we're on now yeah. um because we we got our first shot like the monday after and we went through a week of hell out here man like we didn't have power for or water for four days oh god um, oh that's brutal like we had our because we had like rain collection yeah tank oh, out okay here. gotcha so we get our water and we put a small heater in the in the well house where the water kind of comes in and that heater went out pipes burst Fuck. in there jesus oh god and we have a fireplace so then all the trees on the ranch it looked like we had just paid someone to trim a bunch of trees because they were all limbs broken everywhere um from so the I weight like of the snow day, or, like a or chainsaw cutting lens oh okay yeah thawing them out in the fireplace you know <laughs> drying them out and it was exhausting because it was just like oh, trying to bad. keep the girls warm i yeah. was i was like i'm i'm a big i'm an avid like charcoal griller so like i mean i just cooked a lot of food outside in the snow but i was running out of stuff so like I cooked a frozen pizza in the, uh, in the grill. <laughs> um, I mean, I was just like making everything in there. Um, yeah. And I fixed a generator that wasn't working. I've never. Damn, look at you. That, but look at you. I had this generator. It's only a year old and it wasn't working. And I, I took apart this, took apart the carburetor, watched some I, YouTube videos. I, and, yeah. My God. You know, that's what living out here does though, man. It's like, I mean, I grew up in Missouri in the Ozarks and, you know, like, I mean, suburbs kind of stuff. My grandparents were ranchers, but, you know, my parents were, my dad's not like a, you know, he, my dad was a pastor, you know? Um, yeah. So, but just being out here, you start buying tools that you never know you'd buy. <laughs> and he, I, I actually totally. fixed the plumbing because yeah. our, the, the guy, the company we use for plumbing couldn't be out here for, 10 days oh um, yeah they were on backup right i mean and i understood it they had people yeah. houses flooded but yeah. you know living out here over time you've learned that that's the case on things you can't always get people out here so you start to kind of learn how to be a little more handy you know um sure. and that's been a nice thing too for me just to like i don't like to work like that all the time but i like things in my wheelhouse you know things that i i can do this i don't like projects that like 
well, we'll see what happens. I might be working on this for days. <laughs> you know, I like kind of like, yep, I know how to do this. I will take that, you know? Yeah. And so I fixed the plumbing and got water back to the house and that felt good. That's and awesome. I fixed a generator. Um, but I think that once that snow melted, it was just like, okay, I'm done with, I'm done with stuff. I'm ready to go forward, you know? Um, yeah. Tired Absolutely. of chopping wood and keeping them warm. I'm just ready to get some life back. But man, that was, that was pretty nuts, you know? And I mean, think about it. That's how people lived all the time, you know, forget for, you know, that was just day to day. I mean, shit, there's people who still live like that, but like, you know what I mean? Before that was everybody's way of life, you know? Yeah. That, you know, and that's what I mean by like luxury of art and luxury of these things where some people just don't have the time in the day to even think about these things or have these thoughts or, or create anything. Right. So they're just trying yeah. to survive, you know, getting wood, just getting wood for the fireplace is like half of, you know, half of the day or something, you know, like it's exhausting, crazy. you know, just because uh, yeah. you're like, because you have limited time and resources, you know, that that wood's going to go out by a certain time and oh, you know God. and then the generator was great but then you have to check on the generator because that needs new gas at some yeah. point yeah so then you just have all these like all these little alarms kind of going off in your head where you got to do this and then yeah and then like the i have this like utv that i drive around the ranch that wouldn't start so like i'm walking oh. down to the studio in the snow every few hours to check the studio and to check all the stuff down here so just the collection of that and then at the same time all that kind of anxiety sort of i kind of didn't really sleep that well i was always really aware you know sure. like yeah so i think that you realize that that's kind of like you said out of the pioneer kind of style where you're just like surviving every day not <laughs> sitting by you know writing songs and stuff um but you know i guess that's the point is to make life make the hard hard things easier so we can enjoy the good things you know and we don't have to argue if like music and stuff is essential it's a part of us like i think we've yep. established that you know but it's also the good things you know yep and um it hasn't been able to nothing will be able to stop like creating or people enjoying music but but you know when people come together you'll see that big good thing because it's just like I mean, I'm big about like when fans come to a show that like, you know, if this is just a good time, cool, you know, but like sometimes a small percentage of people like feel really good, take it to the next day and maybe do something different, you know, and that stuff intrigues me. And that's what shows and that experience happens when people come together there, you know, and I mean, I've met like, I met a fan in Austin that's like started playing guitar with his and sort of learning how to play guitar with his dad and plays guitar on the porch like every week with his dad now because of a song of mine you know oh wow that's cool so yeah. i just that stuff you just you can't stop i guess it's not even debating if music is essential it's just a part of this you know it's, i mean think about how did you you know the first songs you heard growing up and the first song you were like yeah i want to play guitar right i mean it happened to you too you know it's yeah it's a it is essential it'll never it go is. away it's why we yeah. live. Why else do you feed yourself, right? Do you just feed yourself to, to live to the next feeding? Right? Does that make sense? Like, no, yeah. we, I feel like we're alive to create and to, 
you know, further ourselves and improve and progress and grow and get better. And, uh, and creating art is, is a huge part of, of that, you know? Yeah. And it's about the, it, it is about the details, you know, it's those little things that come together to make it something, something special, you know? Otherwise, what's the point? I mean, that's me anyway. Yeah, I'm not a religious person. So, you know, I, I, what I put in front of me, like my, you know, what I live for or whatever is different than maybe someone who is religious. But to me, that's life. That's the point of life is for us to create, to leave a stamp, you know, to continue forward. And um, again, what, what's the point of us getting on another planet and then being like, yeah, we're here. Okay, well, well what's the point of that? You know, well, we need to create something and you know progress and do something with it it's not just survive. learn no yeah because that's the best thing about i think maybe the best characteristic that we have as humans is just this endless ability to learn something that's a great point new, to grow the capacity yeah and you know that's what i didn't think i always recognized that at all you know in my 20s or anything but like now i'm pretty full on where it's like like I didn't, you know, I have, I'm sitting here in the studio, but I didn't know how to run a studio. And, you know, it's like, you know, like I've got like all the patch bays and I don't know. Can you see, I don't know if I can turn the camera on, but you know, it's like, you know, stuff that looks like this, you know? Yeah. Oh God. You know, it's like stuff that looks like this. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't envision myself being like a guy that knew how to do that. It's like, oh, I'll have my engineer come over. I've made records. I'm just a songwriter, you know? And, but, you know, I had this stuff that I collected over time and you realize that, oh, I want to use that, that stuff that I have, but I don't know how, unless I bring this guy over, but you know what? I mean, I'm a smart guy. I'm very capable of learning this. And there are plenty of YouTube videos <laughs> Sure. and you start, it's not even like, cool, I'm going to learn everything. It's just, you know, just like life, you just start, takes time. You start digging in and then you have confidence, you know how to do something new that you didn't know. And it empowers you, you know, and, you know, like the newest, the new record Topaz, like that's kind of the, you know, the, that, that point was led to through all like those years before of just kind of slowly getting into it. And I'm not, again, like I'm not an engineer, but I had confidence to be like, cool, I can just put some of these parts here by myself and did a lot yeah. of that. That's just awesome. try, I'm going to try five different delay pedals and I wouldn't waste everyone's time with Sure. spending two hours on delay pedals with six guys in the room but, but so that's what will make this will. more special for you right this album yeah. in that way it yeah it made it special because i could just like i think sometimes you look at that stuff and it can be such a reverence of like oh i don't know how to do i couldn't possibly record something that other people would hear in a professional capacity on the radio and all this and you start to break down that stuff and you realize that you're learning that uh, as you're, as you go. And it's like, no, I don't want to make every record and I don't want to, and I, I wasn't the only engineer on this record. I had other engineers, you know, but I want to be able to fill some gaps and have the confidence and like know how to use this stuff. And absolutely. So, you know, this chapter has been awesome to be able to like learn how to use a studio know how to be on the ranch and know how to plumb, you know, if the water is broken. I mean, that's just like, this is the stuff it doesn't matter what hat you wear how much money you have you know this is just human stuff you know it's yeah. like i want to know how to do things and and be able to con have some sort of 
control of the future that I can direct, you know, because there's going to be so much that I can't control and so much that's out of touch. But if I can manage to do these other things, then it is kind of like the, like we talked about, like the pioneers. If I can tackle all these other things, then I can do the, the real thing that I love even easier, which still is that kicking my heels up and just writing the song. Yep. There's no, there's no setting up or a bunch of work for that ever. And there's no, there's no great knowledge that I could, te- I could teach you how to do some stuff in this control room, but I could not teach how to write a song. I mean, you know, you can make a master class or give some ideas about ways to make that work, but man, there's parts of it that I simply do not even know that don't have words. I don't even know. I can't even describe how those, and it's the seeds of the song. Sure. Those early seeds, those anchor points, I call them, you know, the, a melody, uh, like dividing lines, like that was like a word, dividing lines that just like a song is going to go here now, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't think you can teach that. I mean, that's for every person to, right? Like you can teach somebody, okay, this is a G chord. This is a C chord, but what you do with them is on you. I mean, that's essentially it, right? I mean, it's like cooking, you know, I come from a cooking background. So it's like, you know, I I, look, here's the ingredients. Okay. But you're going to do something different than this guy's going to do with, uh, just think about this. The best chefs in the world. You can ask the best chefs, each of the best chefs of the world. Let's say, you know, Gordon Ramsay, you know, Bobby Flay, whatever, Jose Andres, you know, you talk to all these, you ask them each, what's the best way to fry an egg? You will get a different answer from everybody. And Mm -hmm. frying an egg is the easiest thing to do. Even boil an egg, you can ask them. They'll all tell you a different answer of how to boil an egg. Why is that? It's because it's personal as well. So that it's like there's rules, but it's also just this personal journey that literally every single person, you know, goes on. And I think it's the same with music. You know, there's these notes that we talked about, (coughs) these things, but then here you go. And that's what makes people special in music, you know you're right right you know it's this it's mastery it's a mastery it's like you're right because it's and it's not just like because it's not just frying an egg right it's like this heating source i like to use this pan exactly all these these variables of mass i put put the salt here you know i use this amount of oil exactly and everyone's different exactly just like and you've made this version of some great thing you know but it's like you know there's this uh english uh thinker named alan watts that i'm a big fan of this hippie dude that lived in san francisco and and like he just has kind of like he his kind of calling was to bring like eastern ideas into like western vernacular kind of just like okay. better thinking you yeah. know um and you know, he talks about just like simple stuff but it's always good you should like throw it on youtube just hear a four minute you know totally. pep talk by alan watts and his british posh educated voice yeah. <laughs> so you got it but he talks about like his encouragement to, to young people is to do to do find what find something that you love to do and the joy in that is is that you be, that you will become a master in it in time wow that you can look forward to a mastery of something that you love yeah and and then it's in that mastery that like that it's not like oh here's it's not like science it's like like a form like here's what you have to do but you find 
these little tools, you discover this pan that just yeah. was better every time. Exactly. And I'm going to use that every time now. Um, yeah. You discover that, like, just that's I have my same tools, and that yeah, it grows and it can change. That's the important thing, I think, is again, is not being an absolutist about well, sure. this is the only thing I can use. Yep, I 100% agree. You know, because then you're, because then when you don't have those tools and you can't make the thing, that's stupid. You know, I mean, that's I a silly excuse. Like, yeah. and I, I think I, I kind of fell into a time of that from like when you're younger and you don't have anything, and then you get a little older, and you're like, oh, I got some things, and they're like, well, I can't even do it without it, and <laughs> now I, you know, I can write a song on the outside just as well as I can write a song sitting in here with a bunch of gear, you know? Sure. I prefer to tell you how I'd want to do it in my mastery version of it. And it probably be the, the most comfortable, most efficient way of me doing it. But ultimately it's like, man, it's the will and the way, you know, it's, I want, I want the egg, you know, I want the song (laughs) and I want to enjoy it. Yeah. What are you willing to do for it? You know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. See, this is why I love podcasts. This is why I love my job. This is what yeah. I get to do, you know, just talk, have these great conversations. It's awesome. I love it too. Can I, I want to ask you a cooking question. Cause yeah, you know, I'm such a grill. I love, I mean, I'm just, my grandparents were ranchers, man. Like they had 3000 acres. I would go be on a cattle ranch every summer they butcher a beef, you know, I'd have a freezer full of meat for the whole year. Oh, wow. And so like, I'm the typical like meat and potatoes guy, man. I just love like, I love a filet. I want like hatch marks. I want, you know, a nice medium rare, like, and I, and I just felt like I could never enjoy a steak that was made in a pan. But I also knew that many restaurants that you go to you're having a you know a pan steak but i just i couldn't figure out how to make it and i figured out in the pandemic how to do that better um and i i just like wonder what you know because it's so easy now are you are you just finishing it off in the oven in the pan is that what the difference is for you the meat thermometer has been a game changer for me okay i mean really cooking meat in a pan is you don't you really just sear it in the pan and you're at, you're done on the, on yeah. the stove top, right? It's all about the oven, really. Uh, yeah, and a thermometer, of course, um, would definitely help you for sure. Big. But doing, I, I don't know why I, people like, aren't afraid to, afraid to use those. They shouldn't be. Chefs use them all the time. In fact, chef jackets have a, a little um, pocket here on the side for your thermometer. Okay, so and a spoon. You put your spoon in your thermometer. Okay, there, uh, that's a game changer. I never had yeah. one for years. It was like, oh, you know, put your hand over the all these. And, and that, just, that, look, that stuff works too. Okay. And there's also the hand. Look, most chefs learn the hand technique. That's how yeah, you, you know, you don't tender. need the thermometer. Yeah. The tenderness of it. And that's how yeah, I do. And, I actually, I don't to... even touch it with my fingers, dude. I actually have such a connection with, with tongs. Like they're become part of my hand, to be extension, honest with you. Yeah. They're extension of my hand. I can just touch with the tongs and tell. Does that make that's sense? That's awesome. Like, that's, that's really, that's I mastery. Can, yeah, I just, you know, it's just over time. It's just repeat and rinse and repeat. You just, you do it so many times. It's muscle memory, uh, mastery. Like you said, you know, you just, uh, and that takes time. That's all it is. That's it, man. It's like, you don't learn that in school. You don't, I mean, it's just, 
and you know everyone hears when you're younger you don't want anyone to ever tell you like it just takes time and you're like yeah totally Fuck you yeah. <laughs> yeah that's stupid advice like it's totally. easy advice <laughs> you know um so true <laughs> but i wish and now that i'm older i wish i could say it in a better more that's funny you know like poetic or strong way but it is just like just keep doing these things and that's why it is do something that you love because then you'll enjoy keep doing it and you'll become a master at this. exactly yes. yes and that's why you won't stop it doesn't mean that you're the best you know songwriter in the world or you've had the most success or anything like that it's just like but in your own right you've you've mastered something you've put your heart your attention and your time to it and no one can no one can debate that you know yep. absolutely 100%. and there's pride in that you know there's pride in able in being able to do that. And it's like, and like, and cause cooking is like that to me as, as well. It's like, it's by no means, it's just such a side side thing, but I love the details, you know, like, and that's what my daughter always makes fun of, or she loves. And she's kind of, she's into <laughs> is it's not just like, here's the steak. You know, it's like, you know, I also made this wine reduction sauce oh. and I also made these, you know, little green onions that I chopped to put on this. Like I love, the experience, man. I, yeah. It's yeah. it is about it on all these things. It's about and that's kind of what I talked about in the beginning about the movie theater is like just stuff that makes an experience. It doesn't just feel like that it like you okay, I'm just eating because I'm hungry. Okay, I just heard a song because it's just in the background. Exactly. It's like appreciating it, loving it, being a part of it, enjoying the conversation, the people that eat, that were around it. I mean, it's all the same. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think that's a big part of it—the fellowship that comes with these things and experiencing them together. You know, that's why a live show next to your friend, you know, singing the song will never replace live streaming on Zoom, right? With your favorite artist, you 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 know, they're on a screen play, but you're not. You know what I mean? It's you're in your pajamas, sitting down, eating some Rocky Road ice cream. It's not yeah. the same, same thing as being three yeah. margaritas in you know, and, and going a little crazy with your friends at a, at a concert, you know? Um, yeah. And everything is great. You know what I mean? Where it's like, the friends are great. The food yeah. is great. The drinks exactly. are great. The music is great. Yeah. This is great. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's overload. Awesome. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And again, that's to me, that's what life is about. That's why we live. I don't, I don't, I, I mean, I just don't ever want to have the mentality of living to survive. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to just live the next day to say that I lived the next day, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's do you know there's some philosophies that argue that like with AI and stuff that like, like in maybe 200 years, we'll think that the whole idea of working to make money is, is Stupid. just like an ethic, ethical issue that, you know, yeah. like oh, that's crazy. to live in a house, to eat your food, like, what like you know and it's hard to think like that but that is interesting i mean imagine if like that you didn't have to do that that it's you know what what would happen i mean i don't know yeah imagine if you could get up every day and spend your life you know and and look there's a lot of people that do it you do get to play music for a living you know that is your life but you've worked hard to get to that point right so imagine yeah. if everybody just that was their life they were doing what they loved. they got to wake up every day and 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 take care of that um yeah it would change humanity i mean you know it would skyrocket us for which i think is why we've had such a pivotal change in the last 200 years 
you know, a dramatic change an exponential growth of change in humanity changing, you know, technology, right? It's, it's just been crazy. Um, growth is, is for that reason. The more we give, we're giving people more time in the day to mm-hmm. do the things they love. You know, they either invent right. something new, they right, they 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 improve something that's already out there. Uh, they find right. What what's the, what they say when a business and you want to invent something? They say, well, find something, find a problem in the world, and 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 then create that solution for it. You know, we're just yeah. giving more people more time to do that. You're yeah. right. I mean, self-driving cars, all these things are yeah. just extensions to make life theoretically easier. Yeah. But there's also these like theories, like there's this, uh, the red queen theory, I've heard this. which is like the red queen from Alice in Wonderland, Okay. you know, where like you're running in place where, where it feels like progress, but are you technically running in place, you know, where it's like, yeah, that's a good point. like you could say like uh, a good example would be like, oh, you know, you used to have to get on your horse and go down from, you know, the top of Manhattan to the bottom of Manhattan, but then the car came and oh this is going to be much better but now the car is now there's all this traffic we can't get down there you know i don't know um but i do think in general like yeah tools make it easier you know and that's it doesn't matter if it's ai or if it's a shovel right and it kind of gets back to that absolute thing where it's like should we be afraid of ai should we be afraid of things like that or we should just be aware but also realize that technology has been advancing that people have been afraid of things advancing forever Oh, it's a, is it's a AI scarier cave, right? than the car. That's is a good, AI scarier than the radio when that first came out. I don't, I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, I think every. Yeah, I mean, you're right, man. You know, every invention's come out. There's, there's some sort of a pop apocalyptic view of it in some way, right? When the camera was invented, right? There were people thought, oh, it takes your soul. It literally captures yeah. your soul. And you know, TV same way. You know, radio. It's gonna ruin, you know, everything. And it doesn't. You know, it just improves. Um, I think the same thing you know, will be for AI. Uh, who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, I guess it's, it's, it's who knows what, what happens with these. Um, it's really what we do with them. You know, what, what do we do with these things that we're, that we're creating? But, you know, I don't know. I think it goes back to the cave days, right? Of like, you, you had two cavemen. One was saying, let's stay here. It's safe. And the other's going, no, let's go out past that hill and see what's there. And he's like, there's lions. Don't go. It's like, yeah, yeah, there probably is lions, but we got to go. We got to get out of this cave if we're going to expand. You know, it's that struggle. But I also think it's that balance in society that keeps us from just going bonkers bananas, right, as well. It's that balance of both. You know, we can't all be test pilots. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This is a balance of both. I mean, and it's. It kind of makes me think of the caveman stuff too because I, I was like reading this stuff on like you know I've, uh, if you've really like ever read any stuff about like psychedelics and like the history of psychedelics and yeah you know that um it, it was talking about like that because i guess some arguments that some of these um chemicals existed in 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 our in our brains at one Just point naturally oh, naturally okay. but survival of the fittest you know if you're on a you know mushroom trip and the lion comes 
you're screwed, right? Or, <laughs> oh, pretty lion. Right? Pretty lion. Like, wow, this hair, the mane is. Yeah. <laughs> I can smell the mane. Can you imagine um, just like rubbing your face in the lion's mane? Yeah. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You know, but then like, again, maybe the, the idea is to not be threatened by the lion all the time. So you create a space that, so maybe naturally it kind of went away, but humans got better. We had a little more protection. Then we find this mushroom because we can't produce it in, anymore. And they're like, oh, wow, this is fun. There's some cool experiences in here. And then, you know, we see how much those have been part of humanity and tribes, like a place to get reconnected. Yeah. You know, and 100%. That's a real big part of another thing about us, you know, besides music is that some sort of search for something that takes us away from this place um yeah and hopes to either forget about it or find something new and i think that's kind of what i enjoy about psychedelics and that idea is that it's not i think it's more of an intention to to set up a moment and, and to find something you know yeah um and i find that interesting that we've been doing that forever too yeah, absolutely. Drinking things and taking smoking things. Why do you think we like that? You know, why why do you why do humans like that like different perspective, right? It does kind of give you this different outlook, this different perspective, this different, you know, oh man, the world is like this, you know, something. Yeah. It's right? reality, you yeah. know, it's just like it's it fucks with your reality. So I think that's why we like it. I think that's why we like it because it, I mean, you can think about scary stuff, but I think, you know, most people are just like having a good time seeing some trees or just heightened vision, the heightened feelings of spirit and love connectivity. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It brings us something that is almost, again, it is in nature, the connectivity stuff. I mean, the whole, the whole system is so vitally connected. I mean, it's natural it's just nature you know so it is interesting how and you know psychedelics those are universally common feelings you know yeah yeah love like like nature created them for us to experience right oh and why is that you know maybe to have that reality to sort of get on a nature level because yeah you know underneath the ground these things are connected and above the ground these things are these vast ecosystems that that have again like the music like it's mathematical there's algorithm we we can understand it you know and it's like and then i bring up the alan watts but he always talks about you know we are like not really born like from the world we are like born like as part of the world we're part of that we're stardust baby absolutely and i think in our societal maybe in our woes of getting away from the lion and stuff and creating some ease and comforts and other beautiful things maybe we've uh you know for forgotten about that and maybe maybe some of those psychedelics help us help us feel that at least i mean yeah that's how it is for me and with any of friends that i'm around that when, anytime we've done anything like that yeah in those moments there's a reverence to it it's not like we're doing keg stands and cranking up you know there's a real <laughs> beautiful moment here you know and yeah we're sitting out on the deck we're gonna eat some fruit we're gonna a, an orange tastes um, just incredibly amazing. amazing and you yeah you know it's something like that where you're like wow this i think you just 
it almost lets your brain see how simple the simple it is, but it's that it's magic that we've taken for granted. Like, okay, yeah, I'll take an orange, you know, in normal time. Then you take, you know, this mushroom or something. Then you eat the orange, and you're like, is this insane that this grows on a tree and that I can eat it? It's juicy. It's perfectly made in a shell that protects it, and I get to enjoy it right now. Like we take those for granted in day-to-day life. You know, we don't look and see birds in the sky and be like, yeah. oh my God, like it took us this long to make airplanes, you know? These things have been flying around. That's incredible. <laughs> like these trees just grow, uh, you know? We can't make a tree. Um, we don't sometimes, I think we just fail to see that magic that is really there. And that's yeah. what they call them the magic mushrooms, right? Cause you see it, but it's not made up. <laughs> It's not yeah. like it's real oh, magic this tree is talking to me and his name is Charles. You yeah. know? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's simple and it's beautiful, yeah. you know? Yeah. And but you're right, man. That's it. Help us see the real magic in life. Real magic. I'll, I'm going to share. I got this book. I, uh, I'm going to share. I think you dig it. Um, what's it called? It's called like food for thought. Food for thought. Um, okay. Talks about this kind of like this kind of stuff we're talking about it's um it's uh yeah no sorry food of the gods food of the gods by terrence um, mckenna he's kind of this crazy thinker um i've heard that name yeah he's he's been around in the in the circuits you know back <laughs> there was like that cool time in the 70s and 80s like you can like find all these like ram das like youtubes and like late 70s early 80s where he and like timothy leary are debating you know because like ram das comes from this they both went to harvard and kind of did experimental drug stuff but ram das became more of this kind of spiritual and timothy leary was still pretty much like you know in a different space but they're fascinating um youtubes where they're just like going back and forth on just like we are you know i mean it's yeah, just yeah. Um, and they that. come from just these completely different views but i i find myself watching a lot of ron doss after he passed away to just uh such an interesting dude but um yeah this book check it out it has talks with him too but food of the gods they just he talks about like this stuff that we were talking about how um these were like chemicals like naturally in the brain at times and it's just a really fascinating read it is fascinating that life would set us up with that you know, and what do we do with it? You know, the, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And that's the ambrosias of life, natural yeah, nature's to- ambrosia. Totally. And I guess people, you know, if you don't participate in that or don't think of whatever, right. You, you, you find, you're finding another way to, to that same destination. I feel whether it be through religion or spirituality, right? Like there's always, there's, <laughs> something i don't know it's like they're always looking for meaning or right some some sort of purpose or some sort of deep reason yeah Yeah. uh, for it so maybe through you know you might take some psychedelic you might take so you can open a door so you can see into something further and learn more about yourself or the world uh you know what what's around us I, i find that fascinating too that we're always searching for meaning and reason and you know again not just to survive right not just to live to the next morning for what reason right just to do it all over again i mean that's yeah. the point of that uh, it's just a spinning wheel 
so so there is some sort of um i don't know have, have you ever done dmt have you ever tried that before i've never tried i have it. not um, i've wanted to try kind of, it it's been on my list have you yeah no i haven't and i i do want to try it i'm not gonna lie it's like I, 15 I minutes yeah and i mean i've read a lot about it like the the, the metal the mechanical elf oh have you no. heard about this stuff no uh-uh. i don't know a lot of i've read about this and a lot of people have these experiences where they see like this elfish type character okay metal uh, wow. I re- look it up it's it's kind of strange i just haven't come across it come across it like in a normal way yet um yeah me neither me neither from like trusted kind of way but it's been on my list and i've been i've been actually look i was looking at next steps before the pandemic of doing an, an ayahuasca retreat thing um yeah here. i've thought about that too for sure that one scares me a little uh but I would be down for it. Honestly, if it was presented to me and it was like, okay, Patrick, here we go. That yeah, we're gonna do, I would do it. I would, I would, uh, I would definitely go for it and try. The only thing I hate throwing up. And from what I've heard, you do a lot of throwing up on that. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. And I don't feel like I, you know, I feel like you and I have a similar take on some things. Like I don't, I don't have a lot of like massive struggles or anything. I'm trying to figure out through those. Sure. It's just experience of a chapter to find more of myself i mean yeah you know i, I don't I look like I'm, I'm i'm bringing a million like problems that i have to something on that i feel like it's just an experience that i'm interested in and i've always been interested by you know i used to to drink a lot more when i was younger just like we all get kind of turned on to the booze and sure and i i barely drink much at all anymore and yeah that's me. um i don't i barely and, drink i don't drink and i have a lot of friends that stopped drinking and you know maybe they needed needed to but i'm again like kind of like if you have a problem sure you know but like i'm i don't like to do absolutes and i didn't really i didn't have a problem i just drank too much on the road it was easy yeah you know um i just didn't like being hung over yeah. um didn't like my attitude didn't like my spirit yeah you know like you just be like oh you're just i'm just being an asshole just because i'm hung over you know um and I and I started, you know, when I moved to to Texas, I really started, you know, just being more into like just psychedelic ideas and just getting kind of rid of, of booze a little bit more. And and I think that, you know, those those are just nice experiences to have when you see the sun set with a little grass and a friend. And, and I mean, and psychedelics, you don't just know. You know nothing like drinking you know geez some of the things that <laughs> i said or did like yeah unbelievable you know it's like just a docile guy you know i don't i don't want to go out or go i like to keep it limited and you know like have maybe have a couple friends just do something that we can bring some some ideas to and have conversations with real trusted people and and i've always come out with it in a great a great time you know and just always something that just like takes you to the next the next thing and maybe awakens some ideas i mean i just I, and you're right it's like religion like any other thing just finding these things that can give you another perspective yeah. another shape on reality in your own head not just like yeah you have to feel it it doesn't matter what the preacher is it might, the preacher might kind of help it maybe the drugs kind of help but it has to go on in your own head for that perception. that's where life really is yeah right? really up here yeah you know um yeah so i i I just like being able to get another look into that and like 
I mean, I've done stuff where I've had those experiences and like I started, I started writing a, a movie script this, this pandemic. That was an art. I got into oh. other artistic forms. We were talking earlier. That's that awesome. Songs like were kind of harder to come, come by oh. as easily. So I was working on other stuff and I made a movie script um, and wrote it like this, this whole thing. And, and um, it has all these touch points about psychedelics opening up this and it's about an artist a songwriter and um and it goes some places but i it was during you know an experience a couple of years ago that kind of turned me on to the idea that i realized that i kind of wanted that i thought about film in a way that i liked you know that yeah i didn't know how to say it because it's like i don't want to tell like my wife and my manager then everyone's like i'm filming (laughs) (laughs) oh no Um, but but it's like i just feel like you know doing the stuff that we do like being in this kind of world you just again you meet people and you meet i'm just open to this idea i kind of became open to this idea that like i think i want to make a movie not in a way that i'm trying to raise money and i've got all these plans but it's going to be organic you know i've got i got a bunch of friends with fancy cameras and you know, I even have a few rich friends that could probably give me a few coin to get it. So, you know, like, Absolutely. you know, it's like just bringing people together and making something organically. And I'm not trying to vie for it, but it was, it was fun just to like write this whole short, like this whole script. I've never even written in that form. I've written plenty of like poems, short stories, other things, but script form was interesting. And then I also, I made a music video here and I like got a green screen and got really into like final cut and had like i mean i haven't touched it since if someone said i had to do it they'd be like no i'm not doing that (laughs) but if i have a a thing that perception that thing in my head like i want to do that and 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 i'll just chase these things and i and it's just about again back to the creative form to the formless yeah yeah that's the creative uh in you you know that's got to come out some way you've yep. got to you've got to get it out some way yeah you're right that's oh. i don't think i saw it at the time but it, you're right it's like the music was kind of faucet was a little shut off so the other ones kind of opened up of of creating you know and i was in an, the same thing happens because you get in those spaces where it's i mean i think some people refer to it as the flow or sure where time you know just doesn't Zone. exist and you're just yeah 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 that's amazing you know when you're doing that thing that you love like i i'll find that a lot of times when i'm writing a song where so many times when i write a song like it gets kind of fired up in the evening and i just keep going and then it's i'll go to bed at you know 6 30 7 a.m that morning and wow i mean there's no psychedelics involved in there that's just like insane i want to get this stuff out and i have it and it just and i'll look at the clock i'll be like three in the morning like uh i should probably go to bed like one more hour i'll go to bed yeah yeah one one more hour yeah (laughs) but then i'll 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 lay something down in there and then you'll play it back you know have a smoke and you're like oh man i got another idea and yeah and i just go until i just absolutely i mean i i still think i could go but i'm just like okay i'm gonna have to explain to my wife here and and she's always like awesome but i every time i'm like feel like a nutbag but you know like hey i've haven't slept at all today (laughs) like you know you're an artist you know that's she's so used to it but for some reason i always feel like kind of like a weird human you know like yeah uh 
I'm going to go to bed and wake up at, you know, 2 p.m. now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, but I, that's how I, it happens I, when I the songs like are that. here. It's not every time. Yeah. That, like, most you got to you got to like happens, recognize just, that. Right. So and, and not let that go and sort of. Yeah, I chase it down, man. Yeah. And it's like and that's the other thing about having the tools. Is you hear these sounds in your head, but you also now have the tools to bring those out, you know, and that's another thing that technology did, dude. Sure. I mean, I've got a 500 synthesized classic synthesizers in this thing. You know, I mean, I can get oh. a Mellotron sound like, oh, you know, those things weren't accessible, you know, and uh, that's that's part of that exciting creative process because you hear that Mellotron and then you hear something else. And then when you have a band, that's the stuff that happens too. Is someone makes this part and that is inspiring to someone else in the room and yeah. it just changes the whole dynamic. So, yeah. and, and no matter this technology, what we keep getting back to though is like, you know, we've talked a lot about technology and all this, but it's, we've also talked about the simplicity of nature, like what's in us. And, and I still just think that it's that coming together. It's eating food together. It's experiencing these shows together. The no technology, despite the Zoom and connectivity, like, I mean, I'm convinced that the, this can kind of convince me that I don't, this is kind of a bold statement, but I don't really believe that there could be a technology that will ever replace it, you know? I, I mean, know. holograms, I mean, what are the next, I can't think of any capacity that could replace it. I agree. A robot that had AI that looked just like you, but then you'd also know that this is a robot AI. I mean, I, yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean? There's, I just don't think there's anything that will replace that. And that's where these beautiful things will always live and thrive. You know, these ideas, these, the music, you know, yeah. science, art, all these food, culture, they will always exist because of that, not because of technology really. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree, man. I mean, again, to me, that's, that's life. I mean, right. That's the whole reason to live. That's the whole reason to, you know, put ourselves on Mars or explore the moon or explore the ocean, right? It's yeah. literally just so we can keep eating meals, enjoying, you know, time yeah. together with people and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's life to me. You know, that's the whole point of it. Otherwise, again, I, I just don't see the point. What would, yeah. what would be the point to just... You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, just, yeah, I'm here. So I don't know why that uh, did that, but yeah, I, I just, I just don't know what would be the point. Again, this is another thing of like uh, religion that I don't understand of like, why would you want to live for a life that's later? Right? Like it's, Oh, the good life is coming later. It's, yeah. be, it's, it's, it's down the road. It's after this journey, you know? Yeah. And, and then when it, you're there, it's forever. And it's awesome forever. Which sounds, I, I, you know, I can't even get down with that. I mean, awesome yeah, no, forever. You want it now. Can, yeah, yeah. What I mean, I you want it now. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Why can't I have it now? I, you know, I, I used to do this funny uh, bit about, um, you know, when, when you go to heaven, supposedly you get a new body, and they did. And I'm just like, what? What the hell? Why can't I have that new body now? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, give me that shit now. Like, I'm right. I need some abs. You know, like, let's do this. <laughs> like, why can't I? You know, so that, so to me, that's like. I, I want to experience life now. Like to me, it's now and it, and it should be for everybody, you know, not later. Cause you know, again, well, it's well, only the conversation, that, but you know, more, uh, you know, they feel like they've missed out on life I and mean, what it, I mean, exactly. Life, life is for us to, I agree, man. It's for us to 
it's not here for us to work. It's not for us to pay our bills. It's not for us to complain at our significant others and have a trip <laughs> once every three years. It's a yeah. nice trip. You know I mean? It has to be just about like, it, it can be about the bigger things, but I think, again, we're keep on going back to this, some of these things we're talking about and that we're all would appreciate now are the small things. Yes. You know, we don't have to like, I mean, be it like the, the best, you know, most exclusive Island right now to have a good time. Like we're, we're like talking about like how excited we are just to, go rent a nice house um yeah. you know down here in galveston you know like yeah um and before that it's just like how what a good time it is just that we had like our friends over this last weekend and we could just like i had a moment you know it's like my my pedal steel players my my best friend for years eric um he and his wife were here and my wife and his wife are, are really close and i was just sitting on the deck by myself and i just saw my daughter and my wife just talking to to her and and it was like the first time i'd seen them at the house where they were like happy excited but it wasn't from me it wasn't like i was it wasn't from my eyes of seeing them excited at me it was it was just the first time i'd seen that in a long time and i mean and especially when you have a kid like you know my daughter just turned eight so like she's been locked locked down too you know so like having yeah. having that many people like she's used to having these people kind of in the studio and it being her place and you know just telling the boys that they're idiots <laughs> and she does this mean this just pretty badass impression where she, i don't even know where she gets it but she'll just be like she'll just like throw on my aviators and she'll just be like yo brother got any leftover pizza <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, it's like, that's perfect. You don't even understand. Um, <laughs> like a Hulk Hogan, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, brother. So, so it was just cool to see them. That simple stuff, man, just smiles on faces. Like, sure. And it's just that it's elicited so simply, you know, like yeah. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take like you know the rolling stones concert at this point to do it man just like sitting out here and just strumming a guitar chord was lovely it was a million worth a million dollars you know yeah so it's just those versions of greatness of all the good things living living for those good things but there's maybe now we realize that, that scale doesn't have to be like our pleasure doesn't have to be you know met by these massive things we can just like uh yeah sitting here with my pal having a glass of wine is badass you know absolutely well you know and, if you're one of those and i think people... i've always been connected with that with the ranch i always like yeah. getting people out here you know like hey come out here and hang out um let's cook right you'll probably say that let's grill let's drink some right let's 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 hang out yeah yeah it's like the, you know the studio here and then there's like this nice like deck and i've got a deer feeder that i just put in like a couple months ago oh wow um and a lot of people, because a lot of folks don't live in the country, you know, and it's funny because I just, that's what I know so much. Um, but it's been nice to have so many people now that are, because we didn't have many people over during, I had a couple people over, but it was just kind of too much of a hassle. Um, so when we had, when we've had folks over now, it's just like, oh, people have been so grateful just to be in the country and totally. It's been yeah. such an experience. And that's what I always wanted out here. Just like, 
that when people did come out here that that I could like you know share some of this experience because it's meant a lot to me to be out here to like to see the hills every day like just in the peripheral vision like you know I most of the time always have the doors open like double these two big double doors wide open where it's just like the country feels like a part of the studio like yeah I like that's why I live out here that's why we moved here I mean I, I grew up in Missouri and then we lived in New York City for years and I was like we don't have to live in the winter like this you know like except for oh, the freeze here but uh, yeah I mean it regardless of the freeze I'll take it you know like winter is tough man like in the northeast and Missouri for a long time you know and like yeah just having stuff like a mild winter is where you can be outside more i think it makes you happier you know and i think people out here are happier for those reasons i mean that's very very like austin and in this area people like to be outdoors they like to be extra they like to do all their things outside oh yeah they want to eat out there yeah they want to play the the music venues are outside you know yeah um and people that have that experience are maybe maybe we're on to something good i think we are you know we know that stuff connects us yep Yep. just the stuff that we've talked about more more time in that in those kind of places have to make you more pliable more you know open to the moment i think yeah without a doubt no i agree man 100 percent agree yeah absolutely wow Man, dude, this is, I got to tell you, Israel, this has been like just an amazing conversation we've had. Likewise. Right? This has just been What awesome. We need to get you to come out. Come out here, man. I would love to. Come come see the ranch. Yeah, I would love to, man. That would be awesome. I would okay. I'm all about um, it. I assume we've got like, I, I didn't, I didn't have any of your details, but I'll sure we can get some and get you out here to come see the place, see kind of the inspirations that i'm talking about like shoot some fizzy strawberry soda cans dude absolutely man yes yes throw some papa shots so check on that three-point field goal percentage (laughs) Um, hey hey, i bought a bb gun over uh um the pandemic to kill a snake (laughs) in my backyard so i got i'm still rocking my bb gun i got my bb gun um, I don't it's know if fun, I, right? you know, yeah, I mean, not killing that snake. Uh, I feel like I should have been more manly. You, know, you didn't you know, get it. I mean, I, I killed it with the, with the BB gun, but I felt like not much of a man. I mean, not, not that I, not gun. that I care. Yeah. Because of, you know, I was far away. I just felt like, you know, I should have been closer to the animal and, you know, snakes, but, here, but it's a snake. Snakes, that's part of the DNA. Like, because they're... if you think about like, you know, and obviously that's in our, our re- religious text you know yeah snakes but it's also part of like i had read this somewhere where it was like and we've talked about you know the lions and being humans and being afraid of all the dangers out there but the snake was the worst because it's like ah fuck you know like everything was going great and i just picked up this fucking rock you know what i mean (laughs) it was like it was always that fear because it was such a small easy thing that could just ruin your life a hundred percent. You know? Yes. Like you can yes. like, oh, I'm going to climb up in this tree. You know, it's just like, so it was always just this noose, this deadly nuisance. So, you know, <laughs> that's, funny. Um, yeah, that's how it felt that this snake was going to ruin my life. 
so you're know? afraid so there's a part of us that's afraid to kind of like i don't want to get too close to that thing i don't know absolutely like, yes and i yes. i had a i had a and the ranch here we had this like door the door was cracked and um this is like last summer and a snake got into the house i oh man i walked in and i saw it in the living room in the corner like it was it's another part of that dna thing it's like your eye sees that and immediately is like huh, like it's not even a <laughs> oh yeah yeah and i like my wife will like will kind of scream at like you know a scorpion or something like it's not like a scream it's just like this utter awareness of like you know like you know you're really scared when you don't scream yeah right because you're so you literally the air is to taking out of you yeah you no know, you're just like this sort of like shocked frozen at least that's that's me that's my you know dumb. yeah well it took me a while to figure out how i wanted to take care of this because it was like i mean i don't care what snake is, is there's no snakes coming in this house you know <laughs> yeah yeah like totally. like and it's just kind of the rule it's like i just don't want to deal with that and um and it took, took me like it probably took me about 20 minutes to come up with the full plan because there is that sort of like I'm just being honest. It's sort of this yeah. panic. It's like, I don't, I wasn't close enough to it. Could it be poisonous? Like how, yeah. you know, how accurate is it striking? How I was trying to process all these variables, but keeping an eye on it. And, you know, I'd find a stick or something. I'd be like, well, is this stick long enough to keep me protected? <laughs> you know? So I did end up being like, okay, I'm putting my cowboy boots on. Yeah. Good call. And then I got like a, a hoe. And I just like cornered it out. and yeah. just put right on it on the head, you know, and and was able to to get it out. But I I think my point is that I had the same. Ex there is this just natural fear, you know. It's a um, fear, a man. That, yeah, that I wouldn't necessarily have in the same way of other. And and my fear was to just like kill this thing, not like be PC or woke about it. Like, well, let me just save his life and get him out. I was thinking, die. My first instinct was die, snake. You, you like, yeah, really, uh, right. Like, it's either you or me. But really, that's not the case. I mean, that's probably not the case at all. But that's my first instinct is it, without a doubt. I mean, you know? I don't, it's just a snake is inside this house. I mean, I, I mean, have I one of birds. Birds will fly yeah. in the studio all the time. Yeah. What I do you do with the birds? Yeah, totally. you know, plenty of things can get uh, uh, in here, but uh, a snake is just kind of like no a snake, I, dude. Is yeah. that's that's look, that's the circle of life. So if we're, all, if we're all about the circle of life, then motherfucker, yeah, you ain't not coming in this hat. We are not getting along. Uh, he said, you know, snakes are not man's best friend. I never like if somebody like I had a friend, he was like, well, what kind of snake was it? It's like, bitch, it's a snake. I don't care what kind of that's like asking me what kind of tiger it was. Is a tiger. Yeah. I don't care what kind of tiger. What it's like. It's not it, it, like I'm not buddying up to it. Uh, that that's just not. Yeah, I, I think I and I. You know, it's like sometimes people come to the country from from like the city and stuff, and um, you know, they have different maybe expectations. Like, you know, don't you know? Oh, you shouldn't kill that bug. And it's like, no, there's a scorpion in this studio. I'm smashing it, or it's gonna get back in. Yeah, and totally. it's gonna get in your bed. And it's gonna sting you. Yeah, like it's not. You know, it's like, yeah, we just we disrupt a little you know, circle of life out here by living here and we choose that. But, you know, um, you start to realize stuff where it's like, yeah, I had a squirrel that tore up some stuff in the attic. Like, I need to take care of that. 
like dude there's the lot, country yeah, absolutely you know absolutely um so you know and i love like just taking care of the country stuff i you know it's like <laughs> yeah that's fine. i got like again i don't want to like saw trees all day but like i'm glad i have a chainsaw to like you know if you need to. need to yeah if you need to you know you could, you could do it you know well you already a bigger job, you know, i've got i've got this guy that kind of comes out and does other <laughs> like bigger ranch stuff you know yeah. like um I never try to make it where it like takes away from my job. I want to do stuff though, that like, I think it's important though to do stuff that takes my mind off of it for a little while, you know, sure. like if I just go to the studio every day and be like, I'm going to write a song every day. Like a lot of times it can happen in other ways where I'm like, when I am doing these other art artwork, what I was like talking about doing the movie, like you'll start kind of missing it and start thinking about a song or something and the same thing like when i'm working out on the land like i'll always come up with like a melody when i kind of have a good like a good decent like two-day kind of project plan you know and, yeah yeah um and i just and again it just allows me to be outside and just kind of be receptive and totally and set my own schedule and you know i like that i like having what i call the organized chaos and totally. you know the pandemic made it too too unorganized because you know you could push anything back you know and, sure, yeah. but it's starting to feel a little bit normal it's like i i got like a calendar that's people are coming back out so all that all that is starting to shift yeah every other detail you know sure. where it's like oh I, I should go to bed earlier tonight now you know like yeah like i had a i had a 7 a.m call to to like a berlin interview today so that was like just all these little nuanced things that are starting to form a schedule that i've kind of been lacking where it's like i feel it's a weird thing where i feel like not like i was unproductive but that i just need more schedule to help tease these moments out you know sure. when it's like oh shit i only have this oh i only have wednesday and and the other day i have interviews and i have people coming out so guess what i'm gonna write a song on wednesday you know it makes those moments more sacred it makes it easier to live in the moment you know it's like i've thought about a lot about living in the moment before this you know before all this stuff i was really in, in into that of trying to understand that and i've thought about it with a different perspective of what does it mean to be in the moment now the way we've been living because so much of it feels like we've just been living moment by moment almost like time has been so weird without obviously signifiers of Oh yeah, Patrick. Remember when we, you know, did that? We smoked that fucking brisket yeah, yeah. that time, or you know, this, <laughs> yeah. we don't have any of these signifiers. So it's like, um, it feels so like we have been in these just string of moments. To me, yeah, because we weren't planning for the future. You know, a yeah. lot of times the idea of living in the moment is that you can't change the past, but if you're in the moment, then you can actually be changing your future you know sure. i felt that at least in the real world maybe in a spiritual world that was true but at least in the real world that was tough for for us so living in the moment wasn't helping me change the the future at all i had no control over it you know yeah absolutely but that's okay uh, but things are finally i mean not finally but things are getting back to a sort of normalcy for you well yeah we're i don't 
I mean, I'll or, or on the edge I of it. Too much. Yeah. Shit. I'll be like, <laughs> I'm, no, I I didn't agree to do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have these video, you know. Um, but I I need it. I need a little like rigidness. My mom will definitely. My mom tells this funny story about she made me clean the fucking gutters of the house in exchange um, for this CD for a CD. And the thing is, like, it took me forever. She gave me the CD first. So, like, I I didn't do the gutters. I guess that's the story. I didn't do the gutters, but I took the CD. But she tells this story. I was, like, 15 years old. But I was also, like, a CD for the gutters? That's just not fair, you know? That's, like, five CDs. That's, like, five CDs, yeah. Totally. Mom. Yeah. But it was, um, it was that Oasis record, uh, so the that first one, one from like maybe like was it standing on the shoulders of giants or i don't know oh gosh i don't know the I, the first one right which was uh, i don't even know if that was even had a name definitely was, maybe definitely maybe that's what it was that's the first one and the second one was what's the story that's and it. that was a what's that was cool because i was a kid you know and like whoa like rock and roll guitar solos and yeah you know that those are those periods where like i mean rock and roll was still really globally popular you know oh, um, sure. in a way that it's not anymore you know like um interesting good what's that i said interesting you, you think like rock is gone or it's going away or what well i'm not not gone not going away i just mean that you know all these things have ebbs and flows and there was a time huh. that i mean the popular music was like rock and roll and guitar solos songwriters yeah. you know like yeah. that's shifted you know and it'll shift again you know um sure you know where it's like maybe like i would think that like you know rap or like r&b some stuff is more universally known or then like you know like one time maybe it's like oh everyone knows who bruce springsteen is who's that rocker that everyone knows now i mean i think it's more like everyone knows who beyonce is or you know that's a good point. Who who is a good like who is like someone in the last point. 20 years that's been in rock and roll that's like <laughs> everyone would universally know? Boy, that's that's kind of hard to really Yeah, that's a great point. Who I mean, who's a good rock band that's come out in the last five years or something? Like I can't even name one. I don't even know. That's a great point. I don't And there there are great bands that come out, but I just like that universal, you yeah. know, the institutions. I mean, there's all okay. stuff where it's like we don't have as many institutions and gatekeepers. That used to be part of it, you know. I mean, you think there's just like, so much, right? There's just yeah. so many artists and so many bands. <laughs> I mean, my manager told me the other day, like, because you know, just like being an artist, like we all are always like, hey, well, I don't think I got. Why didn't I get press from that one thing or whatever, you know? And then you know, you're reminded that there are like literally thousands of releases every Friday. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. the fact that that I have, you know, songs that are played in radio stations all over the country, have press, have opportunities to talk to, to you, like talking to all the European folks, like that's amazing. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Um, it might not be enough to like get me this second house in a Bentley or anything, but you know, I got a <laughs> hell country place and I'm making art, you know? Um, but yeah, I just think they're just not universal like that. I don't, that's what I keep thinking that, like some of those old guys still are, but there's no, I don't think there's really been a, at all been like a 
rock and roll singer songwriter kind of musician that's like everyone would know kind of where your mom your dad everyone your aunt everyone knows that guy yeah sure sure no that's a that's definitely a good point so yeah things change and that's okay like yeah that's great things all about it i'm all about right like even as we were growing up right like all the new music that was coming out you were like this is exciting my parents hate it so i love it right it was like oh they don't want me to listen to this i gotta listen to this what's you know why is this like this uh nirvana that's cool yeah nirvana that that was definitely it for me uh when nirvana came out uh you know it was like oh shit what is this band what are they doing they're not you know wearing makeup and yeah you know going crazy not nothing against like i was i'm a huge guns and roses fan i still am appetite for destruction is like one of my favorite rock albums totally. of all time, you know, and I was still crushing that album even when Nirvana came out. You know what I mean? It was still like you could still rock some of that, but um, yeah, it was different, totally. right? Nirvana was just like this whole different scene. And then speaking of Oasis, I feel like Oasis sort of killed grunge in some way. I feel like they just like put a stomp on it. They were like, nope, we want like that old school rock, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I was always a rock guy because I mean, I, I mean, I like, I like grunge. I mean, I was a Nirvana fan and, but I still just love like sounds, you know, like record headphone albums. I mean, I think that that's why this cultural things are so cool. Cause that was a time that for a lot of youth and a lot of people like our age that were, it was like, it gave something like they gave them a voice because maybe the other stuff kind of felt like their parents' music or their big brother's music or, or whatnot, you know? And it was a time where like, you know, I think it was an entrance where we're seeing less like classical approaches to things, you know, like, hey, these are just loud, fuzzy guitars. And, you know, we see that with like <laughs> DJs and sampling and, you know, then you can, you know, have some white guys that are like, oh, sampling is not art. That's not, sure. DJing isn't music. Yeah. Um, and that's stupid, man. Like music's just sounds, it's just sounds and, you know, I, I have a certain appreciation for some sounds over others and, you know, but they change and they go. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, I don't know if this is like being an old man and being in a, in a place. Cause I really try not to be. And I try to be like really open-minded and realize that many came before me and many will come, you know, after, sure. but I, I was just like wondering if like, it feels like sometimes like, popular music though sometimes can be like maybe it's a great song but it feels like maybe it it just lasts in a shorter time period right i feel like a lot of people might that might be someone's favorite song right now but i couldn't imagine being like five years on their favorite playlist sure i see what you're saying I see what and you're i don't saying. know if that's just like oh i don't know i just don't know if i don't know if songs live with the exact same value universally that they did i mean I mean, I make an, I make something that costs a lot of money to make and it's the, it's what dictates my rest of the year and a half touring and all this stuff. And it's free if you stream the day it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a crazy idea. Yeah, you're right. You're I just right. spent all this money and this is the big deal. Here's a product. I got a new product and you can have it for free today. Yeah. I mean, shit, our podcast, we, our podcast is free. Nobody pays for any, any part of any content we put out. We make our money another way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's a change, you know, but is that, I don't know. And I'm not even complaining. I'm just saying like the structure, can you imagine if like Apple comes out with a new iPad today and it's, 
it's free today. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> just pay for this service and you'd have it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no other thing like that. Like movies, you mean like Netflix and streaming services. Um, you know, you, every movie that comes out isn't available, but I feel like, I feel like TV is slowly happening. What happened to mo- to music, you know, where there's so much, not only so much stuff, but so much great stuff. Yeah. So much great stuff. You can't get it all. Um, Possible. That it's all, it's coming out in such a way though that it'll you know like for instance like with netflix they have like multiple oscar noms this year that yeah. comes out the day it's released yeah so um i don't know i think about it too where it's like you've got like the christopher nolans who are like no never yeah you know all the way um and then you have these people who are like open it up you know and i don't know what's best i guess you just know things are going to change but i do think that easy access to everything does it makes it less valuable in some ways i don't mean it in the purely in a monetary sense it just has it has to mean something different if you're not right like if you're yeah there's so much i mean when you hear about stories about people buying their first records and like going to the record store again experiences that just informs stuff and i just wonder if some of those lack of experiences in the future might um like are you still yeah yeah, yeah. They, they just might like music will always, always be important there'll be so many people that will see the great value and it will see all the hear all the things you know but i just wonder as a as a general art form if it if it just if that and film begin you know kind of loses its i don't know value or universality of it I think, um, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. Look, my, I've, you know, my only problem with like what Christopher Nolan says and like Quentin Tarantino and, and some of these other directors are like, no, we got to, you know, shoot on film and this and that. Yeah. That to me is weird because I get the look it gives. Okay. I, I get that. But you're also saying that like, first of all, film hasn't been around forever. It's only been around for X years. Right. So everything before film is what shit, right? And everything that it, we we can only continue down that medium path. Like we discovered this one way to show you something on a screen was through this film process that we came. And now we can't do anything else for the rest of humanity. That's and that's what they're saying. And that's crazy to me because that's like saying, well, I can only read this book if it's on the right pages. Like who cares what pages it's on? It's a story. That that's the true cinema is story, and you know how do we again poems right? Sitting around campfires, Neanderthals right? Like telling story. It it takes this journey, and I feel like inevitably, it goes where it's going to go, no matter what. So you can bitch and you can this all you want, but at the end of the day, humanity and society drives right these sort of yeah. desires right because it's the also people have spoken. Of, yeah the people have spoken and it's also a matter of just you know life okay they say well you shouldn't watch this movie on a phone or you shouldn't watch this movie on an ipad and you, you know you need to go to the t-. listen dude I, can't, I get what you're saying but like yeah. what if that person works three jobs and they you know they're they're, they're trying to watch it in parts on the ho- way home on the subway yeah right like three nights in a row they're gonna watch that movie right at 30 bits 30 minutes at a time like that's reality 
Okay, so then by no means should we be taught how you need to take in this art. Again, I feel it's a very luxury position right. to take. And art I feel is it's always a, very a luxury. Pretentious, I think it's a very pretentious position to take when you force people to absorb art in the way you want them to. Yeah. And that's crazy I, to me. Uh, I, I, right? Like, well, I think, I man, I, I think you're right. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that maybe. And I mean, I know Christopher Nolan, I mean, he can kind of maybe come across there um, pretty adamantly, but like, I feel like there's, it's hard to explain where I look at it also as like, like when I say like taking away value, I don't even mean like money from my pocket or anything like that, but like, just like maybe a fear of like, you know how like, you know, when like people that are big at like rights advocates, like any small withering away of rights to them could open up a slippery slope or something you sure, know sure and that goes on you know like i like i i think that it's sort of maybe a similar idea like at what I, point do you open too much to the arts where it yeah where it doesn't become as meaningful or something sure, sure. and if you don't if you're not somewhat strong about it does it become reduced where like albums don't even matter or like songs are just all AI generated ads, you know, I mean, <clears throat> but if that's where humanity goes then it's where it takes us. And then it's like, but then I'm thinking that why is we're saying that is humanity of that, or are these just big corporations that are doing, it? I mean, is it, did Spotify and Apple and Netflix dictate that? Did we demand that or did they show us that? I mean, I don't know. Well, that's a good point. Um, that's definitely a good point. I mean, look, you know, yeah, I mean, that, I guess that's, it, it's all perspective too, right? Everybody's going to think about it differently. And I think that's their right. I mean, really, you know, it's like, well, well what did yeah. we do a thousand years ago? Right? What were people sitting around thinking a thousand years ago? Well, it better not change. You listen, when I go down and, and yeah. buy the bread at the local store, but I hope my son has that same experience, right? And like, yeah, th thank God things have changed um, in some ways. Um, it's like, I guess that's the struggle. It's like trying to hang on to, to, to tradition, but at the same time, trying to push forward with new ones. You know, it's a weird balance. It's a weird... Um, yeah, how do you maintain the art form? I don't know. But not lose like the integrity the of, it, of it. or The, the crux staples of it. Of yeah. It. yeah, totally. No, I know you what know, you're like saying. You I mean, you I get gotta it. You gotta know how to... I get it. You know, Let me ask you this. Let me ask you that. And we'll sort of wrap this up here. But um, as I got another interview at three, dude, this has been like the greatest conversation. I, I got to tell you, man, th this is hey, why this is, we, I love it. Patrick. Yeah. I love this, talking to you, man. No, this is awesome. This is why we do podcast. Like, this is what I love about, you know, what a podcast can be is that we have all these great conversations. But let me ask you this. What I was going to ask you. What do you think an artist would say? Let's let's just go, go with that same time period. A thousand years ago, we, we, we had a time machine and we brought that artist a thousand years to now. Do you think he would look at our art and go, yeah, that's art? Or he would be like, what the fuck happened? You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, you know? Yeah, I think it probably would be what the fuck happened. Isn't that weird? Is that crazy? You know? Yeah, because, I mean, if we think about, like, even, like, classical music, you know? Yeah. Like, the form and structure of all that. And, and even then because we've talked about a lot of these, I love how we keep talking about these themes of humanity that kind of keep yeah, coming up, back. you know? Yeah. Um, but kind of back to the, that point of like the wealthy societies, you know, 
paid for these musicians to kind of exist like you think of like the beethovens and mozarts and oh yeah traveling right. around kind of representing the king yeah you know representing yeah. that, that pride national pride of hey this is our our great you know yeah. child prodigy you know and yeah. on the harpsichord um <laughs> and um so you know i think that obviously when like and then you think of like at the same time though there's like tavern music bar songs those are completely different things to them i think you know this is the the music of the of the poor the plebeians you know the sure. yeah but again like kind of back to what you're saying like people kind of won out because the music we know as like popular commercial music is not that it's not orchestral and yeah it's exactly it's variations that's ultimately a lot of this stuff that's commercial is not that much different than nothing's that much different when i do it's all this stems from the same thing you know measures of of four you know beats that are four on the floor that pop beats you know song structures with a chorus that has the melodies that you enjoyed to hear yeah. and maybe we'll sing back you know that's where my songs don't differ than any like top 40 radio. There's just elements of all these things that we've, and did that come from the, the poor music? Yeah. It came from the bars. It came from the folk houses. It came from, you know, cotton filled. It came from like bars that, you know, didn't allow, didn't have drinking, you know, like this music did not come from the elites, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they tried to make the structure, necessity, it, but I really, in some way, right? Yeah, necessity to like stay sane, this to make their own version of it. You yeah. know, I mean, like, yeah. oh, I mean, that's what because you know, like, oh man, like a a fine instrument, crafted instrument. Like, I mean, we're talking about like orchestral kind of instrumentation is very expensive, you know. And sure, if you were to pick that up, it's, that's not a toy, yeah. but you know a kid could buy like a guitar by the 1940s in in a Sears catalog <laughs> and make some music you know I mean, that's yeah. like the that's like the like Keith Richards bought it had a guitar like that plugged it into his mom's like record player because they didn't have amps you know yeah. Like, yeah the mother of the invention stuff I mean the early Stones rehearsals were like one guy had an amp like oh the, cool you're in the band yeah um, <laughs> You know, it's just like, think about that stuff. And I mean, the Stones are always that example. I mean, in English music, because like, you know, Black artists were more revered and accepted in England. So they were going there, left and right. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you saw that new, uh, that reminds me of that Tina, the new Tina documentary. On oh, I got to see awesome. it. I, I, I just saw that it came out and I, I do have to see it. Okay, so you, you recommend it for sure. Yeah, okay, it's also, I haven't, it's shot so beautifully, like, it just plays really well, like in a different way than I've seen other kind of bio kind of yeah. docs. Yeah. But, but you know, like, and then you see rock and roll. I mean, and then like the idea was like, that's why Elvis was so big, right? Cause it's like, oh, this guy's basically call it what you want, appropriating or whatnot, taking black music and giving to some of the white people would listen to yeah. forever changing radio and opening up, you know, it's just, it is it's but it's not the elites that really controlled it huh no not at all
don't know. They, they, they just profit off of it. That's what they do. They did. They still do. <laughs> they still do. They always will. They, they don't really care which way it goes. To be honest, I don't really think they do. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, as long as money is, is happening and people are being suppressed and they're able to keep their money, then they don't, they don't care which way it go, who you listen to, what's popular, what it doesn't matter. I don't think it's just, how can we exploit this and, and make money? Yeah. And that'll never go away. You know, that's yeah. always going to be the struggle. Um, those that have versus those that have not. Right. That's and it. yeah, there'll always be the struggle and also always be the struggle of, of art and business, you know, yeah, and, totally. and it's, and totally. it's an, it's a necessity of that yeah. feel. I mean, I, yeah, I have to have it to create, Totally. but um, it'd be a lot easier if I were like selling some other good or managing something that you could just kind of deal in brass tacks and bottom lines all the time, you know, and we just live in such a world with music that it's so hard to understand you know the value of everything but it's just that complete picture i guess you know it's like touring selling records and kind of the things i've told you about where music's been a place to like help me inter introduce me to, to new people make new friends and i think i got a new one here you're gonna come out to the ranch we'll have a time <laughs> totally. and like i met a guy in sweden who became a friend and he owns a clothing company and i designed clothes with him and we have a, a wow. new line that came out in October where I get to design fucking clothes with a Swedish denim company, you know? And <laughs> That's awesome. That didn't happen because, you know, he was a super fan and reached out to my management. It happened because a friend said, Hey, you haven't, he hadn't, he had heard my name, but hadn't heard any of the music. A friend invited him to a show in Stockholm and he came and fell in love with it so much. And we started talking about our love for like seventies, like, clothing and like that the band kind of style rock and roll yeah. where it's like totally. like ragged yet manly kind of like yeah. formal yet you know <laughs> um and that became a relationship like that so i think it's about that whole package picture kind of now for artists too is just like letting your art open other doors for you not like not where i'm like trying to do like i'm always trying to do a million things or something but sure. open up other doors you could kind of create and find other outlets to make things you know oh, that's and awesome so then you know i've been able to produce records and just other things like that they just kind of organic organically just come through that vehicle of just like making music and going out into the world and seeing where it takes you you know absolutely man yeah absolutely and i'm sure um you're excited to get out and, and start playing these shows. I know I'm excited to start uh, going out and seeing some shows little by little here uh, for sure. Putting down I, some, yeah. Uh, yeah, putting down some beers outside and stars and an Austin night. I mean, Dude. Dude. I mean, you know, like being at a stubs, like I've been on the stage, I've been in that crowd. Like, I mean, Austin's just an awesome place to be for like sure. music and, just that outdoor vibe just doesn't exist anywhere else in the country really like that you know um, yeah austin's very unique well thank god for the river and that i think that environment helps it spread you know spread around the city yeah right. and that's just that's just such a character and color of, of of the city you know and yeah for sure ah that's gonna be just glory i just i just like I, I think of those you know the pictures like when world war ii is over and it's like the nurse 
kissing the sailor in Times oh, yeah. Square or whatever. <laughs> I, I just keep feeling like that's what it's going to be like when it's like, when we're really at that point where I was just so happy and so celebratory yeah. Yeah. that it's just this like jovial spirit that just like confetti is just falling from the heavens, you know, like in over yeah. Austin, you know, so. That's fun, man. No, I, I'm with you. I think everybody's ready for that moment, you know, of can, can we please get past this? And I, I know my taco intake has gone down so much because of this. It's <laughs> like, I used to like, I used to have like a good amount of tacos like every week as a staple yeah. of at least like three meals. Sure. And now it's just like, oh man, I want to uh -huh. eat tacos. Like I also like eating tacos just all over the country, you know, like. Oh yeah, tacos are. I mean, well, oh, more like nice. West Coast and like Texas and West, but <laughs> like um, some tacos. Just make them at home. Just make them at home, right? I mean, all you need is tortillas warmed up and a protein or whatever you want to put in the middle of that tortilla, right? Ahí tienes un taco, vamos. You know, no, I know. I'll make I make plenty of tacos at home, but man, I think that's the other thing is like, I've we're we're pretty decent cooks and can make some nice like things that like are are uh, varied enough, you know? Sure. But man, isn't there just always something like of about someone making? Yes. I guess yes. the, the old joke, like a sandwich tastes so good when you didn't make it yourself. You know, I mean, it's like 100%. Ah, 100%. 100%. You know, so I, I think that we miss yeah. all that, you know. And, there, um, there's a difference between covering a song and go right and the artist playing it. Right. So I think that's it, yes. it right. So that's. Yes, exactly. That's really what it is. <laughs> that's funny, man. That's funny. Well, look, if I come over, I'll bring some, I'll make some tacos, man. I'll cook some food. I've got a badass pulled pork uh, recipe I'm known for, from my Boca days, my food truck. I want it. Yeah. Days. Uh, you come so, out here and um, I'm serious. Let's, uh, we'll do are something. you talking to publicists and you're talking to my manager? Or? Uh, I was talking to Karen, maybe David, David, so, David. Yep. I'll get, I'll, uh, I'll get an email looped in there and uh from him and and let's do it. make some i'm just like yeah everything's just i'm just here for so long but like the world is opening up so yeah. i'm starting to kind of just be like trying to do this kind of stuff be like yeah, totally. hey come over for coffee or come over for this thing and just yeah yeah fill up some, some time and just i'm with you dude i'm i'm all so, about that uh I'm, I'm in that same uh you know boat right now i'm in that same position where i'm starting to feel that that same energy you are it's yeah. a nice place to be because it doesn't feel like full-on like trying exactly. to run around the world it just feels like totally. casual yeah but just like kind of want to fill fill my week up a little bit yeah just a little Have something touch points into this yeah exactly ease in ease exactly into easing it. into it so yeah. i'm gonna definitely get off here and send you an email and just kind of see what uh what's cooking in the next couple of weeks and get you Get you out here, like, see what's up and see what Let's this place it, is I'm talking about. Uh, look, my email address is easy. Patrick at Texas Real Food. I mean, that's like. So oh, man. Say that again. I'm sorry. Patrick. It's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick at Texas Real Food. Okay. Dot com, obviously. I'll, uh, I'll shoot you. In. Yeah, shoot me an email, man. An email sure. and, um, yeah, I'll get, get digits and stuff and all that. Yeah, so yeah. Text world and uh, yeah, get out here and I'm see this place, man. It just it's changed me it. forever, and I mean, I'm ready to get out, and I love the balance. 
um sure. without a doubt i'm like okay cool i'm ready to get out of here but this is like the forever home for me i don't we're not and i mean i couldn't afford to buy it now so like <laughs> <laughs> no that's awesome man that's awesome i'm really happy for you no that's great thank you brother um well look israel like i said man this has been just absolutely amazing this is great can't wait for you to email me we'll definitely uh you know whatever um hook that up and um yeah this this conversation has been exactly what podcasts should be so i'm really excited about this uh this episode man yeah and you're really good at, at it it's, it's about you know it's radio and, and and podcasts it's about conversations and it's yeah it's where stuff happens so i'm gonna email you i also i'm gonna send you book recommendations too please please i'm yeah. all about that there's okay. more to do That's in first, this friendship though. i'm telling you patrick it's more to be yeah. more yeah, to yeah. be mine more gold <laughs> to be had <laughs> i love it me encanta me encanta i love it man that's awesome uh well listen man my best to you and your family right now during everything um Thank you. you know i'm glad you're getting your vaccine uh wait you said you're vaccinated yeah uh, you got like both you're done three weeks in so yeah it's like, yeah hopefully mine polls and yeah <laughs> i'll lick a poll for 20 bucks man <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious so that's how you're making some extra cash during the pandemic yeah man. yeah hair <laughs> shoes whatever <laughs> oh that's hilarious don't have to bring my guitar or anything yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome brother well uh yeah man like i said this has been awesome please reach out let's let's uh let's make that happen and uh yeah man this was just so awesome so i wish you the rest rest of the day and um yeah let's talk soon dude please sounds good patrick take care brother thanks for chatting with me awesome man be good rest of the day talk to you, you soon bye-bye peace the lone star play podcast is produced by texas real food Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. Hey.